0: Kiltech is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade.
1: We don't, we don't make the American Dream with chili pies
2: and
1: yeah. Just Yeah, it with beef, and chili pies just fix to fix
3: the problem. All right, <laughs> y'all are fired. let <laughs> so, Look up, British All right, all right, all right, lead heads. Welcome back to what is this? The Talking Lead Podcast. Come on, sons. Bunch of, bunch of COVID ridden mofos. Come on.
0: I thought you just had a sometime disease moment, forgot your own show. <laughs> I do that. I do that sometimes. It was like, is this the AK like,
3: corner? Wait, no, we already did the that's AK. That's why I was like,
0: are we on the AK corner or Talking Lead? <laughs>
3: You know what sucks is I didn't hit record, so we got to do that again. So stand by. Oh. See? what did I tell you? Kiss right my there. sister's ass. i do it you. I had the Could audio.
0: Just my damn mic.
3: I had the audio recording, but. All right. Take two. Take <laughs> two. <laughs> Let's do all that again? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Now I hit the record button, so we're doing good now. <laughs> so and then I gotta hit stop so it doesn't play again. <laughs> <coughs> I'm still learning all these buttons. So, Leadheads, welcome back to another action-packed, fun-filled, flavorful episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host, Chef Lefty, for today. So, you will address me as Chef. All right, chefs? Chef. (laughs) Yes,
0: Chef. Just because you can burn mac and cheese doesn't make you a chef, brother.
3: But it tastes delightful when I burn it. That's... That's the key. It's the char. It's the the char.
1: char. It's the char.
0: It's
3: Pittsburgh-style mac and cheese, baby.
0: Yeah, I didn't know you can get charred microwavable mac and cheese.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If if it can be done, I can do it. Yes, sir. So welcome in, leadheads. Appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the podcast. And uh, joining me this episode, and as you who follow on social media know, and we talked about it a couple episodes back, we're doing a a cooking episode. So we're going to talk recipes, we're going to talk different cuts of meat, um, all kinds of cool stuff. And hopefully you guys made some posts. I haven't looked, but I made a, a post, as I do normally, asking for your recipes and your, your whatnots. What are you pointing at? <laughs> I think you can fix your camera to where it'll do the reverse, the mirror. So It should be like...
4: There, 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 there. yeah, yeah, there.
3: (laughs) So that voice you hear is none other than the lovable, the fun, the fluffy Tun Jones, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Oh, that's right there.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome in,
0: Tun. What's happening? Thank you, Chef Lefty.
3: Chef, Chef Tun. Uh, I couldn't think of a better person to have on this episode than, than Tun. And for those who follow TUN, you know that he's all about some food, mofos. Oh,
0: yeah. It's all about the food porn.
3: There you go. It's all, <laughs> yeah, about, baby. all about the taste. And then also joining us, of course, we're talking food, and we're going to be talking meat and beef, is none other than Whiskey River Beef's own Prentice Holt. Right over there. There he is. You can talk.
1: <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yeah, man. Let's talk, let's talk shop. Let's talk food. Is that, talk a, food. Let's is that talk another
3: cooking. new Whiskey River beef hat you've got on there?
1: It's a new Whiskey River beef hat. Yeah, I got, got, got this swag. swags coming. coming. Uh,
3: Dude, you yeah, that's cool. a brother. Up. Let
0: me grab mine. He sent me
1: one. There you go. I hey, show him time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's not a hat big enough to fit your big melon. <laughs> <laughs> no. And
0: he he's like, hey, how do you like the shirt I sent you? The one I've never gotten?
3: <laughs> well, they you do, don't, so oh, wait, four you don't make access.
0: them in your size.
3: Oh, speaking of, did Danny get in touch with you?
0: Of course not.
3: He hasn't gotten in touch with you? Okay. No. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> yeah.
0: The fire, our uh, person that was making hey. our t shirts for Firebird Targets.
3: Hey, there's another jack wagon right there. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. one's going underneath the bus. Not
3: Danny, but yes, yeah. Danny, for not getting not in Danny. touch with
0: you. That's why we just need to get a hold of Danny.
3: Yeah. We'll Dano, bring Dano. We'll do that after the uh, the show here. So. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking food. We're going to be talking recipes, wild game, uh, beef, pork, chicken, raccoon, all kinds of stuff. Awesome squirrel. We got it all, buddy. I'm sure tun has got a squirrel recipe tucked away. Oh, all I
0: do. Tree squirrel is real nutty meat. It's really good. <laughs> a nutty yeah. meat.
1: It's it is. growing dolphins, yeah. buddy. This it's, is what we do in the South. Yeah. That's like yeah.
3: that's what you like with your tube steaks. Nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait, bro. Oh, just it's wait. Coming, it's, coming. it's coming. It's coming.
3: Uh but leadheads, uh, go support those that make this show possible. They probably don't like us talking about these nuts, but mission first <laughs> tactical. Uh go and check them out. They've got a new translucent magazine. That's hit the market. Uh, I think it was a little sooner than they anticipated, but it dropped, and there's like, I don't know, four different colors. There's white, yellow, red, blue, and smoky. A little smoky action going on. Smoky. Smoky. Yeah, but go check out their website. It's up. They're there, and guess what? The code works, and you can get 20% off if you're into the the translucent uh, mag craze. I guess there's a craze going on with translucent. I'm not on that bandwagon with the translucent stuff, but I mean, I could see where they add a little, you know, that that extra level of eye-popping coolness to your, to your rifle if you're at the range, if you're looking for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Cool, cool, it, cool. It's a fun little setup. It's something I wouldn't go run 24-7 because I just don't want people knowing... What well, my round count is. Oh yeah,
3: yeah but yeah.
0: just like half the guns I have here, I still need to get one.
3: I'm still down the bright, with their you know, traditional black mags that you can have cool shit printed on them. That's the ones that I'm, I'm loving. I right still there. carry those. So Prince knows he's got him. He got some lead head Brigade.
1: I do. I do. I've got them locked and loaded.
3: And what's Tun got there? You got some U.S. Palm mags. That's a patch, isn't it? Inside is the
0: green mag. The green translucent mag.
3: Those, uh, the US Palm alien mags, they were exclusive to CMMG? Is that right?
0: Right there. That one, I've had this one for a long time. I didn't want to open it. It has the... You nerd. Hey.
3: You, you nerd. nerd. What, are you, what are you collecting, comic yes. books and action figures or something?
0: Yes, I am. patch inside. And, you know, MK with my MK-47, my mutant from CMMG. uh
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yep. That's where I got that one originally.
3: Yeah, I don't think you can get those anymore. See, now it's a collector's item. Exactly. I think that was the point, yeah. And I don't even have one of those, so there you go. I didn't get one.
1: You know, for a split second, Todd, I thought you were holding up on those package deal pickles or something there. I'm glad you clarified that.
3: (laughs) One of those big truck stop pickle things? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude.
1: Gut bombs.
3: Yeah. The rough on the gut bomb. Yeah, those truck stop pickles will jack you up. Dude,
0: those in the... Get that, in a warm beer, go fishing, puk your guts out, you'll be good the rest of the trip.
3: Yeah, you want to stop and get you one of them economy packs of TP from... From
1: Walmart, yeah, yeah. Is, that that, is that that John Wayne paper? Is that what y'all
3: yeah. refer to? John Wayne paper, we'll take yeah. that shit off. Nobody, <laughs> I'm
0: straight 80 grit. Yeah. I like that,
3: I like that. But, Mission First Tactical, check them out. They've got those new mags, and of course, uh, all their other cool stuff that they got you know, their drinky drink um tumblers, they got different sizes on those. They've got yes. their holsters. Obviously, you know, they're known for their, their holsters. They've got the new Pro Series out with that magnetic retention system. Um, I've got mine in the other room right now, but I have been using mine, carrying mine with my Glock 19.
0: Woo 19 yeah.
3: baby. Somebody's got a hum on their mic. Um It went away um, now. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I at? Our sponsors. Sponsors of the, the Talking Live podcast. Mission first, use code LED 20% off. Seal one for all your gun cleaning and lubrication needs. Seal one and done. I was yeah. I was doing a little a little maintenance to some of my guns the other night, watching a little Red Dawn. I made a post to <laughs> see if anybody could could recognize the movie. I mean it was a dead giveaway for those who are Red Dawn fans. So it was during the yeah. the Daryl execution scene. <laughs> Damn it, Daryl, you went and told him.
0: Bastard! One of these days, I'm gonna to have to watch that movie. What? I Still haven't seen it.
3: You? All you right. Seen Red go. Dawn. I don't. I don't know what happened to ton. He just disappeared. Uh, we lost. Oh time. gosh. We lost <laughs> ton. <time>. I... <laughs>
0: We've had this discussion. Uh, We've had this discussion even on the anniversary of Red Dawn. I still have not seen it.
3: I can't believe I still have you on the show. You gotta. You gotta correct yourself, dude. Once you I'm watch trying. it. Once you watch it, you're gonna be like, "Why in the hell have I not watched this sooner?" It's like a lot of the movies. They're like, "Oh,
0: that was a great movie." I said, "Yeah." When I was a kid, I was out playing in the dirt with guns and making forts. Yeah, we. My dad would give us very small windows of time to watch TV, and it was usually that, the weather in the news.
3: It. I don't think I watched it when it first came out. It was, yeah, it's one of those cult things. It's just, it's timeless. It's, it's good for any generation. It's, it's cross-generational. <laughs>
0: not, I want to try to watch it.
3: Not cross-dressing time, cross-generational.
0: Between the endless amounts of Puppy Dog Pals and other cartoons that my kids are watching, I will try to make time to watch it.
3: Apparently, Prentice is watching Frozen. Is that the name of that movie? With Elsa? <laughs> 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 We're gonna have to have a talk about what you're letting your boy watch, Prentice. <laughs> oh no, no, he's not watching it. No, no,
1: absolutely not. Uh,
3: uh, and then, both my boys watched it. And then of course, <laughs> Whiskey River Beef. We got a new code for you guys for the new 2024 20, year whiskey river beef. You can go and use the code. Is it Talking Lead 10? Talking Lead 10. Talking Lead 10. You're gonna get 10% off anything at Whiskey River Beef. And congratulations to the winner. We announced the last episode that we were all on together, we announced the winner of that gift card, um, Jerry Black. And you said that he went ahead and bought him a whole half.
1: He did. He purchased a half. So we're gonna be we're gonna be providing him with uh with that here pretty soon. So nice.
0: kudos Ooh. to Jerry. There Holy crap. That guy's gonna be happier in hell.
3: Yeah, so he sure is so we want to hear from Jerry on his his uh half cow experience there what all he's gonna cook up uh Damn but yeah we're talking recipes today so before we get into that we've got some jack wagons that we want to take care of and and uh possibly possibly a couple of heroes so gunny bring that train in
0: hey ross emper do or die hold them high at and tonight it is time for the talking lead
1: jack wagon of the week so brace yourself baby
3: Gunny's my hero.
1: Choo. Choo, chew, Buckaroo.
3: <laughs> there it is. There it is. So Prentice has a hum on his mic. We tried to work it out, but there's still a hum on his mic. So occasionally we're going to get this, this hum. So try to monitor yourself there, Prentice, and maybe mute yourself when you're not talking. And we'll uh we'll minimize it as much as we can because I don't think I can get that out in uh, post. That's, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> It's going to be tough. So Jack wagons, we've got some Jack wagons this week and I'm going to kick it off with, and, and don't hate me for this, but, and and you'll understand where I'm going with this is the Pomona American Legion. And that's Pomona. It's Cal. It's in California. In case, in case you guys don't know, uh, Pomona American Legion devastated by theft of World War II-era rifles, prompting urgent calls for enhanced security. So, Pomona's American Legion Post 30 has fallen victim to relentless waves of burglaries, leaving the historic building in shambles and irreplaceable war memorabilia destroyed. The most recent, listen to the words, the most recent incident occurred on December 30th when nine World War II-era rifles used for ceremonies like the 21-gun salute were stolen. The theft adds to the extensive damage inflicted during a series of break-ins that have plagued the post since its closure during the COVID-19 pandemic. Javier Henostraza, the commander of the American Legion Post, expressed the severity of the situation, highlighting the disappearance of ceremonial M1 Grands. Loaded with blanks, these rifles pose a safety concern as they can be modified to accommodate live ammunition. The theft was captured on security cameras revealing at least one intruder jumping over a bar inside the building. Because they have alcohol at American Legion Post. And everybody in their mother knows that. I didn't know they had guns at American Legion Post though. So that was that was news to me. <laughs> Uh, It says, the post has faced escalating challenges since closing its doors due to the pandemic. Transients, addicts, and thieves have taken over the property, leaving behind needles, condoms, and feces. That's that's shit. People are shitting. That's Pomona. Yeah. The burglaries began with minor incidents, but as the post remained closed, criminals disabled alarms. Ripped doors off hinges and vandalized rooms that had hosted veterans for over a century. So the story goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here's my thing. They had like little, little nibbles, little bites here of thefts and you know people trying to break in, and and they didn't do anything about it. They knew that there was a a risk there. So why didn't this Javier Coba Coba, whatever his name is? Hin Stroza, get all the valuable shit out, all the memorabilia, because they've ripped all the all the pictures that they had up. You know, Vietnam era, of World War Two, World War One. You know, all their historical memorabilia that they had there, stolen, gone, trashed, ruined, whatever it may be. I mean, if they're going to close it, fine, close it, but get all your valuable shit out of there because you know your security system's shit.
0: Because they just don't care. Have you ever been to that area?
3: I, I, Pomona, have, I am proud to say Pomona, no, I have not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pomona Raceway We used to be a really nice spot for my family to go to and watch the drag races. And then they started letting all the trash just build up. Um, it's, it's California. The criminals make the rules. And... Lazy bastards like this guy that did not get his stuff out of the American Legion shows how much respect he has for that place. You know the place is a shithole. You know the place is just gang-ridden. And you can't leave a car out there for more than a couple days without people busting the windows to steal a pack of gum out of the center of the console.
3: Yeah.
0: And you're going to leave your post unattended with firearms inside.
3: So, this goes on, the story goes on, it says, the incident reflects a broader trend affecting American Legion Post. This is certainly not the first time an American Legion Post has lost their Honor Color Guard weapons. U.S. Army veteran Eric Measles, M-E-A-S-L-E-S, Measles, who served in Korea and is a life member of Ronald Reagan, Palisades, Post-283 pointed out. Uh, in the year 2020, thieves targeted American Legion Post-289 in Riverside. I guess that's another California. Um, About an hour away from Pomona. Glowing residence area. Making off with approximately $30,000 worth of equipment. Similar incidents have been reported across the nation, including at American Post Legion, Legion Post-18, where a chainsaw... Glock pistols, seven military rifles, and two custom doors valued at a thousand dollars each were stolen. So what's wrong with you, American Legion? Why aren't you doing something about this? Why aren't you beefing up the security or at least getting this shit out of there? Because people now know to target your ass because you've got guns, you've got weapons there, which I didn't I honestly didn't know that they they store yeah. weapons at these places.
0: Back in the day, we used to do a lot of fundraisers to try to help build support and money for the American Legions all around, especially in Southern California. Yeah. uh, Before all the trash moved in and migrated there. And it was amazing. Um, There was a few posts that would go out of their way to make sure their security was updated, make sure the place looked clean, make sure they put money back into the post instead of just money back into the beer and liquor to sell it to the people, the patrons for a discounted price. And it got frustrating because you'd go into some of these American legions and the premise behind them is great, but it's the staff that starts taking over and running them. They become these like micro cults where they think they're untouchable. They're the coolest person in their trailer park. Right. I mean, you'll see them. And this isn't see reflective of
3: all American Legion posts by no means oh, no. putting this on all of them, but you know, these in particular, uh, where they are at yeah. high risk, like these are and knowing, you know, the community that's around them, what's going on, not having one, at least additional. I mean, they said they added additional cameras. What's a camera going to do? Camera's not, not gonna especially stop when anybody. he doesn't
0: want to pay to get them hooked up. Probably.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, the police response in California, I'm sure, is stellar.
0: It's Pomona. <laughs> it, you call, you better start walking to the hospital. You'll be, make it there quicker.
3: Yeah, just don't waste your time calling. Just head to the hospital.
0: No, because um, the criminal has more rights.
3: But it says that the Pomona Legion Post 30 now planning to sell the building due to financial constraints, The broader call for increased vigilance and security measures echoes across American Legion Post. Despite the challenges, American Legion Post 30 remains determined to relocate within the city, continuing its mission of serving veterans, which that's honorable. And I think they should do that, but they need to they need to rethink their whole infrastructure as, you know, what the building is going to serve a purpose for
0: he probably left it there for a reason. So when it got robbed, he'd have more insurance money to go rebuild.
3: Is that, is that what it is? You think? Probably. Know. if you've
0: seen some of these places, there's American legions that really take care of themselves, take pride in everything they stand for. Oh, yeah. I mean, the upkeep, the community the support they have. And
3: well, they obviously don't have it in this area. You know, this is, this is one of those, like you said, very depressed areas of the country. And, uh, it used to be a thriving spot. I mean, it used to be one to of the most beautiful They need to assess how many spots. vets they've got in that area first and see if it justifies putting one there or if they could put it maybe maybe a, a city over or a community over that's not as crime-ridden. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a armchair quarterback right here, you know, trying to quarterback a situation I have no firsthand knowledge about. But, I mean, you could have – there are things that he could have done that – if this was a rash, he could have got all that crap out of there. Maybe he set it up and you know he's got it sitting at his house. Knows? If
0: it's been closed so, since COVID, yeah. you have no excuses not to remove the war memorabilia. That's on you. And the fire. I mean, you're a lazy piece of shit that should have got your ass in gear and protected what is valuable to this country and this nation and its history. But go. if you leave it behind to get it stolen by a bunch of lowlifes that are in your area that you know are there, it's on you.
1: It's
3: I pure agree. laziness,
1: man. Yep.
3: Yeah. no so excuses. That's, that's my jack wagon. So I've got Ton fired up. So <laughs> Tun, Tun, who's your jack wagon? And, and Prentice, I think you guys have a uh, one in common here.
1: <laughs> Fire away, Ton. All right. Frito
0: Lay, get on that wagon because I am so tired of your crap. <laughs> Let me tell you.
3: What's Frito Lay? Every time. Doing?
0: Okay. It's simple.
3: They make tasty snacks.
0: Yes, and they ruin snacks. How much bigger do you need to make the bag to put air in it? First off, seriously, you get this massive bag and the bottom just – It's a quarter full.
3: It's a quarter full. If that anymore. You got two-thirds air, one-third tasty snack.
0: Dude, It seems like when they put common core math in place, they forgot how to fill a bag. Seriously. I was like, not even half. You're all the way down to the bottom of this bag. You open up this huge bag. It's like looking in the bottom of an abyss. Hello. <laughs> all right. Now let's say you get like a mixed bag. You get the chips, the pretzels, oh, the, the variety pack. candy, the variety pack. Yeah. Lay off the damn pretzels. You don't need 90% pretzels and, like, three chips. Here's your splash of chips. <laughs> I was like... But dude, they tell you on the God.
3: package, Ted, before you buy it, they tell you on the package, like, there's this many of this in here, there's this many of this in here. Don't oh, buy yeah. it. And, <laughs> don't
0: buy and the, it. And they, they really mess with you, too, because they know that, okay, we're loaded up on pretzels because... It's what we usually sell for dirt cheap just to get it off the shelf. But we know these two chips sell really well. So we're gonna put it in this variety pack. Oh, yeah, they fish you in. It's 40 bags in here. 38 of them are pretzels. <laughs> I was like, really, guys? <laughs> or you get the one big bag of mix, like the big bag of mix where you get like the sun chips, the Cheetos. And it has everything in there, and pretzels. And you're like, okay, I'll just get a big bag of writing. And you're like, let me go for this. Wait a minute. You open it up, and wait a minute. It's all. What's
3: up? It one bag of uh, has all that mixed in with it. Yes, I've never seen those bags. So oh. a single bag, like a bag of chips, but it's got pretzels. It's got Doritos. It's got Fritos. Like
0: Sun Chips. It has all mixed together. In one. Yeah, I've never. But seen But you one. crack that sucker open. pretzels. What's your deal? Yeah. And you'll see people like, (laughs) it's like, dude, you know, we don't like them. Very small.
3: It's filler. Why are you doing it? It's filler. It is. It's filler. If people would quit buying it, guess what? They would quit offering it. Well, Well, selling air. They're selling
1: air.
0: They sell air.
1: They don't sell chips. They sell air.
0: You go, I made. I made some chili this weekend and I was like, my kids are like, hey, let's get some chips and queso. So I get a big block of Alveda, put it in the chili and went and got a couple big bags of tortilla chips and they moved that clear window down further and further on the bag. <laughs> so the clear window looks full. Uh-huh. You grab the bag and you turn it upside down. You're looking back in the window upside down. You're like, hey, where's all the chips? Yeah. What the hell?
3: Now I think that's all really chip wh- I think that's all chip manufacturers these days because you go buy any of them and they're all there. I just opened a bag of uh Oh, it was the what's the cheddar flavor sour cream cheddar
4: Oh
3: yeah, ruffles, ruffles, ruffle ruffles. ruffles. Yeah, so I opened a bag of those last night and again it was like it's like one of the bigger bags and you open it and All of a sudden all the air goes out and then it's two thirds air. It's two thirds air and it's like you've got, you know, maybe two handfuls of chips and that's it.
0: It'll piss you off. You're like, okay. So But if you get a bag of like
3: tortilla chips or something like that, like mission, mission fills their bags with chips. Oh yeah. Have you ever got a mission tortilla chip bag? Yeah. Yeah. You're actually getting you're actually getting product in that overflow you do and
1: you open the bag the chips just start yeah. to come out yeah
3: and those stay Trend just up. just fresh and they're not all crunched up and you know they figured out some way not to <laughs> not to have then, their chips all crunched when they're delivered and I'm really going on the lays
0: kick because I was actually at the store while they were stocking the shelves and the guy's great he starts putting bags up there and a fit more he takes his hand in the center of the bag and starts smashing them onto the shelf <laughs> And all I could do is walk by and I looked at him, I said, dick move, bro. And he just looks at me like, what? So you just smashed all those. He's like, well, I got to get them on the show. He's like,
3: Dumbass. I'm turning you in.
0: I was like, oh, man. If this That's was Sparta, you'd be in a pile.
1: That's abuse. Total abuse. Not Food to abuse. mention when you get about halfway through the third of the chips that you got then they break in the crumbs, right? They pile all the crumbs at the bottom, put the big chips on top.
0: That's exactly it. Yeah, I'm out. And it it'll it'll get you, man, it those people
1: make chips whole again, damn it. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: but it takes a special kind of stupid to ruin chips.
3: No, I and no, I get it. And you out. and I started this conversation, we were talking about the variety packs. You know, you go get a variety pack and you know, it's got Doritos, it's got Flavor, Funyuns, you know, it's got this and that. But, again, the majority that they fill it with are the filler of the non-flavored Fritos or the pretzels or something that you less that you less want or, or this don't is, even this want. This is what's in there. But they don't offer what a variety they pack with just the stuff you want. If they always throw in no. that, that that one that nobody wants... It's like, why do you even make it then, if you gotta, if you gotta do that? Just quit making it. Because
0: what they probably did is wait until all the grocery stores kicked back all the stuff that wasn't selling, and they're like, you "Know what? We'll put it in a variety pack and make them buy this crap."
3: Yeah, and that's was like, genius marketing on their part. I mean, it gets their product sold and pushed because people buy it, because people still buy it. I, <laughs> I don't know how many bags behind. bags of because I don't like. I like chips, but I don't like plain chips. Won't, won't touch them. Won't eat them unless I got like a dip or something to put them in. But that's that's always left those yellow bags of the non-flavored Frito Lay. Yep. Chips the plain. All, I've got a whole drawer original. full of those plain original <laughs> chips. <laughs> original. Way. That are probably two years old. I probably should just toss them. But
0: hey, I think they're flammable at some point.
3: I just can't throw food away. I don't know something. Something. Dude, then
0: use it as fire. Firestarter, starter that's kindling
3: that's true that's that shit will burn it smells it good. will
0: doritos burn great yeah not that i know
3: <laughs> i wonder what they would uh wonder what would happen to a bag of doritos with a firebird target Ooh. maybe that's how you show your your distaste for frito-lay <laughs> uh is is light them take, up take a variety back up. out and put some firebird targets on there Oh yeah. That could and, be a kablooey challenge.
0: That might be it. Especially when you get the variety pack and they put regular Fritos in there. Not the chili cheese ones that people actually want. Or barbecue. Yeah. But you'll you you know when you go to a a picnic or a get together, a kid's party. Everybody goes for the chips, and the last one's left. Are the normal lays and, and the Fritos?
3: And I love Fritos. I love them in like chili with chili. And we're going to talk about you know recipes with in which I love the Frito chili cheese pie. Sonic has has the Frito chili cheese pies, which I grew up on. I love those things, man. And oh here and you use is. the use the plain one, but if you use the chili flavor ones, even better. And why don't it. they why don't they make the big scoops, you know, the big Frito scoops flavored?
0: Yes. Dude, that'd be great.
3: I don't get it. I don't Dude, understand. I that.
0: just sent you a link. This <laughs> is the Czech mix, cheesy flavor, and it's supposed to have all this goodness in there. Has the little cheese it's it has actual cheese flavored checks mix. Where and these little the unknown link? like bits that are amazing, then pretzels, square pretzels. And they overload that with so much pretzels. You're like, dude, All are right. you kidding me? <laughs> I, are you think, kidding me? You I think can we get sort the that
3: out. I didn't get a link, but um, it's, I, I it's, in our, uh,
0: it's in our chat. It's in our, I sent it in the chat.
3: Oh, it's in the chat. Okay. I still don't know yeah, how to get it, that stuff. So, Oh, comments, man. Oh, private chat. There it is. Private chat. What is this, Albertsons? Is that a grocery store? Yes. Yeah, the Chex Mix is another one. You know the original Chex Mix that came out, and they had those little garlic toast thingies? Oh, those yeah. Are some, that were the, the best? That's what made them? I love those. Oh, and then they came out. They They were smart. They came out with just a bag of the garlic.
0: Toast yes and
3: you could just get then grapes. they
0: ruined it by putting more freaking pretzels in <laughs> and then
3: they went back to the pretzels Dude. <laughs> they're, they're killing me a good thing I know, it. I know it all right so <laughs> any more jack wagons i think people get the idea about frito and they feel our pain <laughs> our snack pains
0: yeah the snack pain's real right now
3: yeah, it is. And we're talking food to say, I can't believe we don't have food right here in front of us. Of course, the ton does. Yeah. Mm. And what are you snacking on? Like okay. off-brand Nilla wafers? Because they were
0: out of regular Nilla wafers, <laughs> I had to get, what is this, Hill Country Fair.
3: <laughs> I've never heard of Hill Country Fair. Is that a but, Albertsons brand?
0: I think it's a Kroger. Kroger or uh, Kroger has Brookshire's.
3: uh, Kroger's is what is their off brand? It's something else. It's that's not Kroger.
0: Um, yeah, Kroger. It's Kroger on the East Coast, and it's Smiths on the West Coast.
3: We got Krogers here. We got Kroger. We got uh, Publix. We've got Walmart.
1: Yes. Are you a fan of seafood? Love seafood. Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's Love gross. seafood. That's so gross. No, Tun just uh, opened up his mouth full of chewed. Milk. I knew it was coming. I know it was coming. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. All right, let's move on. So, any more jack wagons? Do <laughs> we get any more jack wagons? None today. Frito That's it.
0: I can't give all my jack wagons away right now.
3: No. No. Oh, no. What about heroes? <laughs> like a- How about heroes? We got any heroes? Anybody come to mind? Anybody need any? Yes. Any honoring? Who?
0: The people at the deli counter, they put up with the most bitchiest, whiniest Karens ever. Oh, Total, that meat's not sliced thin enough. That cheese isn't this. Oh, it, I sat there and listened to this poor guy get his ass handed to him by a Karen and her Ken.
3: And her Ken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They were just whining, bitching. You could tell they're miserable people, just absolute miserable people. They, they had the permafrown long face scowl on their face. <laughs>
3: like somebody's holding a small turd under their nose. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> and they're just bitching about everything. And I was last night, I was getting some salami cut up from my boy that he loves salami for breakfast. And I'm sitting there waiting, trying to be patient. And it's 15 minutes of them bitching about the thickness of the slices. Well, I thought it was going to be sla- little bit, slightly thinner. It's not going to be palatable. And she's complaining, and palatable? he's just shaking his head. She is saying shit like this at a deli counter. And this poor guy is just taking it. And he's like, All I
2: don't know right, how they do it this. at
3: your deli, but when I go to the deli section, they they test slice it and say, is this? No. This? No. This? Yes. That right there is what I want. And then they'll go. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then they'll just that's, give you those two slices that they they He's like, here, eat these, you know. Kinda. That's
0: what she, he was doing. And she get picked out like four types of meat she
3: wanted. She was just getting free meats, what she was doing. And she was bitching the whole time. And her husband
0: was standing there going, I agree. I agree. That's all he would say is, "I agree." And I'm semi patiently waiting my turn, as patient as I can be. And every time she'd go to a different meat, he would slice no a little thinner slice, no a little thinner slice. Oh, that's too thin. Let me go. With, let me see the other one one more time. <laughs> no. So he sliced another oh, one. Yeah, yeah, and. After about 15-20 minutes of this, I said, You two miserable bastards, can't you just wait till everybody else is done and come back and then ruin the rest of this dude's day? Because you guys are fucking idiots. And the guy and the lady behind me just started laughing.
3: <laughs> well, you gotta call and them out when they're doing that. That's you know, is this the same you- store where the, the skinny jeans guy was? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> I think you need to change stores for one. Oh, no. I go
0: there for entertainment now.
3: Oh, that's strictly <laughs> entertainment. No doubt.
0: So, you know, her husband wanted to say something, but he was too frail and opaque to do anything. And she went to say something. I said, shh, shh just go. And I shushed her like three times in a row, and she got pissed off, left her cart, and walked. And the guy said, thank you, brother. They've been bugging the crap out of me. What can I do for you? I said, "Hey, put on this. I need a half pound of salami. We're good." He cut it. He said, "Want to check?" I said, "Nope." Grabbed it, took off, left. And one of the this lady who had been like mid sixties. So, honey, you're so funny <laughs> as I'm walking.
3: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> well, I mean, looking at you, nobody's going to turn around and start, you know, questioning no. you for one. No, <laughs> but put the, the guy at the meat counter. They probably didn't even see you until you said something. They turn around, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I got to give it, we had this conversation about customer service. Yeah. This guy kept his composure the whole time, never showed any frustration during the whole process, just, sure, let's keep going, let's keep going. And he, young kid, probably not even 20 yet, and just took it on the chin the whole time and just smiled. I was like, "No, it, that's a good kid. I like him." Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You don't get that uh, these days in that generation. No, a lot of them won't no. take it. So he's a rare breed good for him. He is yep. a hero, so he gets a ride on Lead Force One. So I got a public service an- announcement, just a PSA. So for you homeowners that are out there, check your homeowners insurance. I think you're going to be surprised. with the drastic increase in rates it's ridiculous so I got my notice and it went up probably 200% from last year with no explanation no reason I don't have any claims don't have so I'm in the process of shopping homeowners and I'm going to switch the auto and everything over too but you got to do that you got to shop every so often and switch people just to show them that you're like hey just these arbitrary, arbitrary rate increases are ridiculous. And, of course, the, you know, insurance is is based on socialism. Yep. Unfortunately. I mean, if you don't know that, it's you may not have a claim. You may not have, never have had a claim, but all these rash of tornadoes that your neighbors have had in surrounding counties or areas, your rates will go up because of that. And Guaranteed. Yeah. And even though you didn't have a claim, you hadn't had a claim for 10 years, Or more. Because your neighbor put together
0: their walls with duct tape and painted it with fancy paint. And then they claimed it was a perfect stick built building built last year. Yeah. (laughs) And it got blown over in a windstorm. Your insurance rates went up.
3: Well, they're just, they're, they're bucking the system. So if you got insurance, Hmm. use it too. Uh, Take advantage of it. Use it because everybody else is, and you're going to end up paying more anyway. So there you go. Little, little pro tip from Lefty. Chef. Lefty.
4: Whiskey River Beef, farm to table with a twist. Come along with us on a quest towards achieving self-sufficiency in food production and fostering a robust local food source to promote good health. Stock up with premium Tennessee beef unparalleled in flavor and tenderness. You can be confident that you're receiving beef with no added growth hormones or implants. Always pasture-raised, locally USDA-processed, and shipped straight to your home. Whiskey River Beef is grass and whiskey mash fed and finished and is at least 14 days dry aged to enhance the tenderness and give you the most robust flavor imaginable. Go to WhiskeyRiverBeef.com today to order. Visit us on Instagram at WhiskeyRiverLife and on Facebook at whiskeyriverbeefllc. LLC. Whiskey River Beef is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast and the Leadhead Brigade.
3: All right, so let's get the train out of here. Let the Air Force One take off, and let's talk about recipes and beef, oh, and yeah. wild game, and and all this good, tasty stuff. So, I've got this. Let's start off and. I found this at a yard sale, this book. And it got me going on this kick of just trying out these these different kind of recipes and, and things. And it's called Dressing and Cooking Wild Game. And it's from the Hunting and Fishing Library. So apparently this was a whole series oh, yeah. of, of books. And Prince, we're going to have to mute you. There you go. Um, <laughs> but it has just all it's kinds rainbow. of delectable recipes for for wild game and anything you can think of i mean it's got raccoon recipes it's got squirrel recipes it's got you know pheasants you name it it's got them in here and i actually has a
0: pheasant recipe
3: yeah there's pheasant stuff in here there's corning big game recipe there's a big game mince meat recipe uh, recipe venison mince meat which i've never i've never had mince meat before have you
0: it's ground beef
3: but it's venison yeah so it's using venison it's ground meat so it's got it's-, it's got taco recipe uh chorizo sausage garlic sausage venison breakfast sausage um,
0: you know a lot about sausage
3: yeah baby Venison and beans, Texas-style venison chili, meatloaf, goulash. We were talking about goulash with your wife the other yes. day. Yes,
0: and the different forms of goulash, depending on what country you're from.
3: Yeah, Bear steak, uh, steak Flemade. Have you ever done a Flemade? No, sir. Build that. So a bear steak flamade. This hearty dish is good after outdoor winter activities, served with mashed potatoes, homemade wheat bread, and colorful vegetables. It takes a third cup all-purpose flour, one teaspoon salt, quarter teaspoon pepper, two pounds bare round steak, and I'm sure you could substitute your... Meat with other meats, but this is the bear. You spell that word you're saying? F L A M A D E. Flamade. F L A M A D E. What's that? It's, the it's a half that? cup butter or margarine divided. Got two tablespoons olive oil or vegetable oil, four medium onions thinly sliced, one and a half cups beer. There you go. Quarter teaspoon dried. M a r j o r a m leaves. Mar- Majorium. Maj- majorum. Majorum. There's no I in that. Um, a quarter yeah. teaspoon Prankin. dried thyme leaves and one bay leaf. So a lot of leaves in this.
1: Don't eat the bay leaf.
3: No. Oh, one bay leaf. And and tell them why they don't eat the bay leaf, apprentice.
1: Well, it's a it's a form of Montezuma's revenge if you really want to know the truth.
3: (laughs) It's poison, yeah. Heat oven three hundred twenty five degrees on a sheet of wax paper, mix flour, salt, pepper, dip steak in flour mixture, turning to coat, in large skillet, melt a quarter cup butter in oil over medium low heat. Add steak, brown on both sides over medium heat, medium high heat, transfer meat and drippings to three quarts. Uh, casserole set aside in the large skillet melt remaining quarter cup butter over medium low heat add onions stirring to coat with butter cover cook until tender but not brown about 10 minutes pour onions over steak in casserole add remaining ingredients cover bake until meat is tender two to two and a half hours discard bay leaf before serving so there you go. They they put that disclaimer in there because it's poison. Don't eat it. <laughs> yep, it'll give you the shits. I don't know why you put it in there to begin with. Why do you want to? What's the what's the bay leaf ad, chef? <laughs> Flavor. Is it just a, a sense of excitement and in intrigue? I don't know. All
0: that word flamade means is braised.
3: Is braised is what. That's yeah, just a fancy word for braised. A more fancier word for braised, because braised, Jesus, is a, is a fancy word too.
0: Beef stewed in beer, seasoned with garlic, served with boiled
3: potatoes. Mmm, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's just braised. Yeah. So this is Can a we- great, a great wild game <laughs> recipe book. So I've been taking a couple out of there with my venison, trying some venison recipes out of there um but tun's been been cooking some beef lately over the holidays oh, he did a lot of cooking apprentice yeah. hooked him up with some some nice cuts of whiskey river beef whiskey mash fed start to finish
0: oh that brisket i am still a little bit upset with my family and her friends over the brisket
3: hurt your do because tell, they didn't save you
0: any, right yeah i uh Brennan's was nice enough to send me that nice chunk of beef, and I got that thing all cooked up, did it low and slow. think I ended up cooking it for right about 10 hours. Then I wrapped it in butcher paper, put it back in, finished it off. After about two, three hours, I put it in a ice chest to rest, just a small ice chest to let it just, everything to rest and settle and finish breaking down. Went to the Christmas get together with my some of our friends. Put that brisket out. Started slicing it, just to taste it. I took a little piece of the corner bark, ate that thing. And know what? I turned around as I'm cleaning up. It was gone. All the people had eaten it. The kids had destroyed it. They were happy. I was hungry. Oh, this is. I think this is the rib. Yeah, this is the short ribs. Oh yeah, Yeah. that didn't suck. I got that. I got a little bit of that. So I about lost a finger to the four-year-old Levi. (laughs) Jeez.
3: We'll come back to that one, but let's go to the uh, the other one. That
0: That one with the all around the table. Is this right in the center? Yeah. This nope, right there in the center, right there. Yep.
3: Okay. So talk about how you prepared.
0: What I did is I actually set it out and did a dry brine.
3: Okay.
0: I pat it dry, let it get to room temperature, put all my seasonings on it, put it back in the refrigerator for about four hours. And after four hours, I take it back out and immediately put it into the smoker because you want it to cook slow. Slow. What temperature? I think I had that one at 225 and I put it on the cool side of the smoker. So, on the cool side, I was probably closer to 200. Mm. And it, oh, look at that.
1: Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous.
3: Look at all those happy people there. Ton's not one of them. (laughs) Nope, because I cleaned up the kitchen.
0: Turned around, and I said, is there any left? And that was the face I got. So I took a picture of their face. <laughs> I set my probe. I set my probe in there on the grill. So when I know the grill's at 250 on the hot spot, mm-hmm. I know I'll be between usually 200 to 225 on the cool spot. Okay. But butcher paper, not aluminum. God.
3: And talk about the and benefits. Explain why,
1: explain yeah. why butcher paper, Ton because this is this is, this is is a lot of questioning that I get <clears throat> when people want to smoke a brisket or they want to smoke meat per se. Explain to them why you use butcher paper. Because a lot of people ask me, why don't you use aluminum foil? And I, and I explain to them, but, but let's hear it from you.
0: Yeah, what I have noticed with foil, when you wrap something in foil, you get all the steam and everything stays inside. And that perfect bark you've worked your ass off to create is now slop, mud, and sauce that has just slid off the top. You've put that in there for a reason. You want that crust. You want that perfect bark. When you wrap it in butcher paper, it allows it the steam and moisture to exit without and still protected at the same time, protecting the layer. You don't need any more smoke flavor at that. When the second you wrap it. You no longer want smoke flavor. You still want to cook it, though. you want it to break down and render all the fat and tissue inside. So wrapping it in butcher paper allows some of the steam out without getting it soggy. You can see how all the wet, the juice yeah, at the bottom. That's it escaping. When you do that in a foil, it doesn't escape. It just sits there and turns into a humidifier and just turns it into a soggy, soupy mess, and there's no more perfect bark. You could take your finger and slide the whole thing off. It sloughs all the bark off. It ruins it. The whole purpose, the whole reason behind smoking something low and slow is to get that perfect
1: bark. And the juices itself and the flavor is not going to completely extract using butcher paper. It actually helps. Eliminate the process that you're talking about, which is yeah. losing the char or losing the crunch or the bite that you want, because the meat itself as a brisket, the longer you cook it or the slower you cook it, the, the tenderness and the moisture is going to remain in the meat, especially as it oh. rests, what's on top is going to come back in, right? So, so you want that crisp when you cut into that on the outside, and then you want the tenderness and the flavor on the inside
0: yeah and if you if I would have taken that and put it back in to finish off in foil, it would have caused this soupy literally when you take a boil, let's do a seafood boil and you'll see a bunch of people throw butter, shrimp, lamb. they'll put all kinds of meat and seafood all together inside this boil, wrap it in tin foil and throw it on fire. It just steams everything in there. Now, imagine doing that to your brisket. Then, when you take it off the smoker and you put it inside a box or a ice chest to rest and slowly come down, all that wet moisture just sitting there, sliding all the flavor off the top of everything you worked for. Why work backwards?
1: Exactly.
0: It exactly. blows my mind. And it's like amateur hour. They're all, well, I grew up on the wrapping it in tinfoil. Well, you can build something wrong for 25 years. It doesn't make you an expert.
1: Just saying. If it's Bignot. wrong, it's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. Wrong is wrong. Wrong. Is yeah. Don't wrong. mess up a good cut of meat by wrapping it in aluminum foil.
0: Yeah. it. That it's reminds right. me of the people that say, man, nothing sets off a good rib. I like some ketchup.
2: <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> ketchup.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you need sauce on your steak, you don't
0: need to be cooking steaks uh, swinging a miss yep
3: yeah. you you're getting the wrong cut of steak you know getting the wrong yeah wrong if you steak.
0: see order sauce that means because someone screwed up i'm totally. like i that need that
3: so talk Ooh, about I'm, that um uh, the rub that you put on it what kind of what's your your mixture on the rub that you you put on that big old brisket?
0: well on that one i I always pat it dry. I let the meat sit out, and you can actually watch it start to sweat just a little bit. So I pat it dry, fresh ground black pepper, and Himalayan pink sea salt. I start out with that is always my base layer. I don't put mustard, don't put any binding on the bottom. It's follow the kiss theory. Keep it simple, stupid. You don't you see all these people. Nothing pisses me off more than a chef that's like, okay, we're going to get started on cooking a brisket. They lay out 700 ingredients with all these little bowls. You know, no one's ever, I've I've already clicked off that video. I was like, okay, this dude's just sitting there for a timestamp so you can get him some monetization. I said, okay, idiot, we're done. No, salt and pepper, that's your base. Then whatever you want. I like the grill, grill beef rub. So I set it up high. Don't sprinkle it down low. If you want perfect coverage, go 18 to 24 inches above the meat and let it sprinkle down. You get a nice even layer over the over the top. Flip it. Do the same on the bottom. Pat it in. Make sure you get the edges. So it's always salt and pepper is the base. Then whatever your favorite dry rub is, you can make your own. I got two kids and a Wi-Fi piss off on a daily basis. Someone's already done the work. There is a thousand different barbecue rubs out there. I'm not going to go try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, well, this is my proprietary blend. Bullshit. You called up some factory and said, hey, can you stick my label on someone else's ingredients? That's all it is. You can pick up, go to any grocery store, pick up. Seven different barbecue rubs. Oh, this one, they added two grams of cumin. This one added celery salt, but it's all the same freaking base layer. That's all I did. I've seen, I have said, you know what? I like the way the ingredients in the Gorilla Grills uh, beef rub is. It tastes good. Sure. You so, found your signature
3: that you like. So yep. you just kind of enhance the it with the, with the salt and the pepper, and then you put that on it to... To kick it off a little bit.
0: Always base layer of salt and pepper. And you add the pepper, depending on the bite, how much pepper, 18 to 24 inches above, sprinkle the barbecue rub, get a nice coating, flip it over, sprinkle it back on, get a nice coating till you get a nice even layer across the whole meat. That bark is the seasoning and, and everything cooking together.
3: What thickness of layer would you say? You just want the whole thing covered?
0: It's yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to go so thin that there's. Oh, this bite has seasoning. This bite doesn't. No, you want a nice even yeah. coating.
3: And do you rub it at all, or you just you just? I pat it. it. Your, no, don't pat. rub.
0: If you rub, you're just making mess. Pat it in. Just. You'll see me pat like oh this pot's not sticking too well, so I'll pat the sides that are, that have a little bit of moisture that's built up while I'm applying. Yeah. Or if I miss a spot, you'll see me just pick up some off the bottom tray because I always have a tray on the bottom. Now that my wife will kill me for making messes. And I'll pat it in. Never rub. It's called a beef rub, but pat it. If Once you start rubbing,
1: yeah. you're
0: smearing, and you're going to get buildup. That's why you're sprinkling high to get coverage. Pat the ends. Make sure you get the sides because people always miss the sides. Like I covered the for top and bottom. What about the sides? Yeah. Well, it'll slide off. Only if you to wrap too. it in tinfoil, jerk.
2: <laughs> Attention business owners. Are you ready to take your marketing game to the next level? Look no further than Black Tie Digital Marketing, the firearm-friendly full-service agency that delivers results. We've worked with industry giants like kel Spikes Tactical, and Armalite, and we even designed the kick-ass new logo at and Lead. At Black Tie, we blend creativity and data-driven strategies to ensure your message hits the mark every time. From high-end custom websites, graphic design, to inbound marketing campaigns, and everything in between, we've got you covered. Your success is our priority. Join the ranks of the industry's top players and give your business the boost it deserves. Experience the power of Black Tie today. Visit blacktiedigital.com or call 1-800- 316-8030 316-8030 to schedule your free consultation. That's Black Tie Digital Marketing, where firepower meets marketing power. Black Tie Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade.
1: And and I think it's important to know as you're going through this process, you know, from start to finish, that the initial meat preparation starts with a room temperature cut. Okay your your meat as you, you talked about patting it dry which is obviously essential in that process but your meat will absorb the spices better at room temperature while it sits there and everything kind of kind of coagulates in that cooking process so much yep. easier doing that at room temperature as well so leaving your meat out set at room temperature is okay and and, and that's essential with your steaks that's essential yeah. with your with your ribs, that's essential. With any meat that you're going to smoke or cook, never pull it straight out of the refrigerator or straight out of the freezer and throw it on. It's not going to cook as well. It's not going to cook no. as evenly. Um, and that's really, really essential. When I talk to people about recipes or talk to people about things that I've done or things that worked well, what hasn't worked well, what combinations we use when we cook for a big gathering or a big outing, is it's essential that your meat is room temperature before you ever start
3: anything. And that I was going to, you talked about the covering, the, the the rub that you put over it, um, which is actually a pat because you don't rub it, like you said. I think you should come out with uh, your own line, Ton, and call it the pat instead of a rub. Yeah. Ton Jones pat, pat. seasoning. Ton Jones pat. <laughs> oh, God. I think, I think that would be good. But you you went through several processes with this with this brisket that you did where you put it in the smoker. Well, one, you you, you covered it with your uh um, Where are you at? Your seasoning. I All I see is Prentice. Oh. I mean you want to see me too? I was I was showing off Prentice's new Whiskey River beef hat there, so
0: Yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to see your nice hair.
3: You like my hair? It's it's a mess today. Yeah. How do you like that?
0: <laughs> That's the awesome. Do. The lefty do.
3: That's my winter do. Um, <laughs> but you said you put it back in the fridge for several hours after you've seasoned four it. Four hours. For four hours. Because I want
0: the meat. For me, I, I like it. Not everybody does it the same way, but when I put the meat out to room temperature, it starts to relax. And then what I'll do is I'll put all the seasoning in put it back in the fridge and you'll see it tighten up and contract. And then I will take it back out and let it go back down to close to room temperature, Mm -hmm. not all the way, but it'll sit out for a good hour. And you'll see it contract. You'll see it relax again. And that's when I'll do a final layer of seasoning just to make sure everything is absorbed. Just let the meat expand and contract a few times to get the most penetration of flavor possible. Then, when it's just a few degrees off of room temperature, then I throw it on the smoker, low and slow
3: low and slow, and for that one, it was what how many pounds was that one that you had?
0: Oh God, that was nine pounds it was a little over that one
3: was a little over nine pounds, yeah, yeah, and how long yeah. did you smoke that and it what I started two fifty I think. Was? No, the,
0: the hot spot was 250. As soon as I, it got in there, I dropped it down to 225. So the smoker on the cool spot will sit between 190 and 200.
3: Yeah. And that's not, that's unwrapped at this point. You've got just the. Yeah, that's
0: unwrapped. Yeah, that's yeah, key. Unwrapped. Yeah. And I always do the fat side up because I want the fat to render down in. It's just my personal preference. Yeah. Um, I set that one at 2 a.m. I wrapped it at 10 a.m. No, it was just, it was about 1 a.m. I set it in there. At 10 a.m., I wrapped it in butcher paper. At noon, I pulled it and set it in the ice chest, and 4 o'clock we ate.
3: Now, (laughs) as as far, you know, because people get different sizes of these, uh, as far as time goes, are you just basing it on the temperature I
0: actually follow the probe temp. Yeah. Because you can go by. There's guides out there that'll tell you, oh, this many, this much time per pound. Well, that doesn't take into effect your outside ambient temperature, your fuel source, how efficient, how well sealed your smoker is. And if you just follow the directions of some other dude on social media, you're gonna screw up a very nice piece of meat.
1: Pay attention to internal temps. Yeah, this—that's people ask a lot of times. You know, the the purpose of the purpose of what we do here here at the beef company is we cut all of our briskets in half, and the purpose for that is because typically, who's buying a brisket? most people don't want to fix a 15 to 18 pound brisket. So they, they might want to do a five to nine pound brisket, right? right? So it gives you some diversification in terms of, you know, how long you're going to cook, process at which you're going to cook, but everything, your, your equipment, your prep, outside temperature, like Tun said, everything is a variable in terms of how well you're going to cook this. So until you become a master, uh, if that's what they call these guys, you, you can get a good handle on the process, but you really just have to roll with it. And temperature is key. Low and slow is key in any of these delicate meats because there's a process in a brisket too. And Ton, you can you can attest yeah. to this, where it looks like this thing won't cook anymore, right? Like these temperatures are going to sit flat for, for quite a while.
0: The stall.
1: This is going to throw some people off, but if you just trust the process and allow enough time, it will conquer and it will get to the point where you go, okay, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. So even if it takes a little longer, you know, maybe try one of these things without having a set time for everybody to eat until you've done three or four of these. Then you can kind of gauge your process and you can kind of gauge your time. You know how your equipment's going to cook because ton smoker is going to cook significantly different than maybe one of my smokers. Um, and, and that's just the process as a whole. So, uh, you know, get, get creative with it, but never rush it. That's the, that's the most important thing about a cut of meat like this is never rush the process. Let it do its thing. Once you do that, the meat will turn out flawlessly.
0: Yeah. That was one of the hardest things for me to get over at a younger age. I've been cooking briskets for a long time now. I was probably 18, 19 when I first attempted it the stall that killed me the first time i was like oh i gotta throw more wood on it stalled nope the i heck? ruined that brisket that i bad, ruined bad it deal. <laughs> ruined it i was like oh okay we're gonna chop this sucker up and add some barbecue sauce because it was that bad
3: <laughs> that's what you I, get the adult, ketchup food. destroyed it that was ketchup worthy right there Um, we know
0: it was beyond ketchup you had to get some sweet baby rays with teriyaki or something in there to cut the yeah i did i did
3: that's why they make i wasn't
0: patient yeah i wasn't patient and that stall that stall your meat a nice big chunk of meat will stall at a certain point and then it'll kick in you just have to be patient and i wasn't
3: And are you watching your temperature at this point? Is that what is that what you're referring to? Yeah, you watching temperature. You always want
1: to watch that internal temperature. Make sure that when you're smoking brisket, steaks, cuts of meat, the best thing you can buy is a very probable good thermometer. If your system doesn't have one, make sure you have one that is very good. It may be expensive, but get something that you can monitor because this is the difference between. Good, bad, and great—you will literally screw your meat up, no matter what you're using, no matter what you're doing, no matter how good you are.
3: So, okay, give us an example of a you. good thermometer.
1: Well, I, I personally—and I don't get paid by these guys—but I use Meter, okay, and, and I use a Meter thermometer, uh, M E A T R or M E A T E R. Anyway, they're a great Bluetooth thermometer. They're probably one of the more precise ones that I found that I can set it and forget it. Uh, but it attracts and and points out ambient temperature, internal temperature. It's even got a nice little uh, app that you can use that lets people, (laughs) newbies that have never done this before, they can kind of track this process. They can select what they want to cook, what cut of beef, pork, chicken. I use it because it's, it's dialed in within one or two degrees every time I cook. It works great. But, again, find what you like. Um, at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's one right there. In right right. In the middle. Find what you like and, and use it, but make sure that you run solely off of your temperature and you always want to cook this low and slow, the lower and slower, the easier it is to work until you become really good at what you're doing. And then you can adjust your temperatures accordingly to how you like, but low and slow is the key.
3: Yeah. So this one that Prentice is talking about, it's called meter. It's M E A T E R. They little play on words there, smart. And it is a <laughs> wireless smart meat thermometer, so you can sync this to your phone, and it works. It's good. It's, good. it's accurate. Apprentice works good. Absolutely. I
1: have two. Uh, I bought a I bought a combo pack because a lot of times I will smoke two different meats at one time. Uh, and and, and each, each cut that I do will require, you know, different maintenance, maybe not different degrees, uh, but different maintenance. And when I do that, I want to make sure that I'm, a, I'm adjusting accordingly and not overcooking something that uh, doesn't need to be overcooked. So I, I have found them to be fabulous. They'll go all the way up to five or 600 degrees, which we never smoke at that. But if you're going to sear a piece of meat at the end of the day, you could do that. But I have found that they're very efficient. Uh, they are a little pricey, but yeah, they're very good, and I'll pay for quality.
0: Yeah, damn straight.
3: So the one I'm showing here, this is just a—it's uh, probably one that most of you guys have if you've got one. Uh, it's one of those little foldy thermometers that you can stick in. It does a digital readout on it. It's like this one's like twelve dollars and forty-eight cents. Um, <laughs> these work good too.
1: They do. Ish. They do. The issue here is, and, and and my point for mentioning something like meter is you've got to constantly check your temperature with the fold-up type. Right. Okay, so you're going to change the dynamic of your cooking style if you're constantly <laughs> on your smoker to check. So until you get to the point that you're comfortable enough with your experience, you know, maybe something like the meter or something that has its own setup and panel and all that you can buy, those are probably going to be the best things for you to start out with until you get really comfortable. I have the fold-up. Five ten dollar one that's really good infrared whatever yeah. I have those but I don't use those when I'm cooking a delicate piece of meat I want precision and I want to be as precise as yeah, I yeah if I'm cooking can. something
3: in the oven or something like that then that but if I'm doing a smoker then you're gonna want you know, something like this because you want like you said when you're opening and closing that smoker you're you're affecting the the cooking dynamics
1: absolutely one hundred percent
3: so this would make a great gift for somebody so if you've got a you know a uh a chef in your family, uh, get them a meter, and ton that you were using something different. What were you using? You you were like a car battery or something. I don't know. You're, well, you're plugging yours in. I have a few.
0: I have a few different setups, and it is it actually from meter? I sent you two links in the chat. There's okay. the meter two plus, and then there's the meter block. But I also because. I have the system that it's hooked up to my Gorilla Grills. I have the probes that are in there that Bluetooth to my phone or my iPad. So I will set it up. Briskets are a big chunk of meat. There's a lot of area to cover. So what I do is I take the, on the Gorilla Grill. I put the probes in the front so I know what the front end of the, the brisket temp is. And then on the point or the flat, sorry, I turn around to the small side and I put the meter in so I know what the temperature is there because I want to get it even cooked. So what I'll do is I'll I always put the skinnier or the flat on the cooler side of the smoker. So I will put the meter in there and I'll put the probes from the Gorilla Grill in the other side. And so I can have two displays knowing the temperature if I have to adjust or move or rotate the brisket depending on what the temperature is.
1: And ton that brings up and ton that brings up a point about why we cut our briskets in half is for continuity thickness across the board, yeah. right? So a lot of times when we cut them, we'll cut them with continuity involved so that you don't have to get a really thin side of a of one point and a thicker side of another that we see in some cuts. Now sometimes we can't prevent that, but yeah, we try to do that so that it will even your cook uh, throughout the process so you don't have. Well done, ENZO one, and you know, mid-rare on
0: the other. Yeah. It, when I threw your brisket in there, I was so happy and surprised. I was delighted. Oh, okay. I put the one probe on each end. I was like, oh, I'm only having to run two probes. This is nice. Instead of four probes in a nice <laughs> brisket, I just put two probes in, set the iPad up, put the phone on notifications from the meter, and I went to bed. And my phone and iPad go off. If it hits a certain temperature, everything rings. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Get up. As soon as everything starts alarming, I know it's time to either drop the temperature or wrap it, depending on how long it's been. So yeah. it, it when I got that brisket, I was delighted. It is such a beautiful cut of meat. The marbling, the color... Everything about it—you can grab the beef and just smell that beef, and you're—that's like, happiness. You go to the store, you open it up, and you got the slime layer, and oh look, they dyed it. That little tampon on the bottom that sucks up the juice is still full of dye. Squeeze, no, that's not the blood, m- that's meat dye.
1: Tampons, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're a real thing.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a Yeah, that's what's at the bottom of that styrofoam. No, you can actually smell and see the difference in quality meat. So when I got that Whiskey River beef, I was like, oh, my wife even said, you're not cooking that till Christmas. I said, oh,
3: <laughs> shit. So you can't have any. You're going to cook it for everybody else, and you can't have it.
0: I got the smallest section. It was literally just, I was like, oh, look, this little piece, this little piece of bark on the side, so I cut it off of this is good. And I started slicing for everybody, dishing everybody's food out, chopping up a little for the little kids. All right. Put the plate down on the table, started cleaning, started turn around, gone, whole thing gone. And I said, you no, know everybody turn around. Let me take a picture. Oh, that's so sweet. I said, yeah, I want a picture of all the jerks that just ate my food.
3: Merry <laughs> Christmas. And they started laughing. So oh, didn't you get any brisket? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the you were talking about the cut there, and that you know the cut of the brisket that you got, and how even and and all that was. So, Curtis, talk about how you guys go about not only that, but just your steaks, and you go about your beef and your ground beef and everything. So, yeah.
1: So, really, you know, we we have found that all of our steaks um we will yield you the maximum amount of steaks based off our processing techniques with uh an inch and a quarter cut on your steaks uh some people have asked why we don't go thicker well we're taking away from a variety of of uh, a volume number one and number two uh the ease of of cooking a, a good steak um tends to tends to be a little bit better at that at that number but um you know the purpose for our processing the way we process is to ensure that, like in this brisket situation, if you're buying a portion of a cow that has a brisket to be delivered, we're giving you uh, w- what is there that you can manage, okay, as part of that process. Uh, for instance, if you you know if you were to buy a half a cow, your briskets not going to be, you know an eighteen or nineteen pound brisket or sixteen pound brisket. We're going to cut that in half, just like your steaks aren't going to be an inch and a half or two inch thick. Uh, they're going to be at a much at a much more reasonable thickness so that the cooking process is is a lot easier for you, whether you're smoking, you're grilling, or so forth, and so on. Um, so when you get into that process of the steaks, that that helps us marginalize what you're getting, the weight that you're getting, and 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 you know the cooking process as a whole. And the same thing goes for what what we would call your your uh, your roast and your slow cooking stuff. Um, you know, we, we keep those at, at average weights, uh, marginal weights and, and, and weights that you can work with all the way down to our ground beef. Oh, you know, yeah. we, 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 we tried a couple of things in the beginning because we put out a great ground beef product, uh, typically 80-20, 85-15 80, mix. Uh, with, that, with that beef aging uh, for a minimum of 14 days, it enhances a lot of the flavor. But we wanted to kick it up a notch here recently. Uh, and try a little bit of something different, which has actually worked out really well. Uh, customers are buying into this and they're really finding the flavor profile of our premium ground beef uh, is, is so much more uh, enhanced now in, in whatever they're cooking, whether they're cooking soups, tacos, or minute steaks, or hamburgers, or whatever. And uh, what we've done is we've mixed some of your favorite steak cuts. In our ground beef process to create our premium blend, uh, which is which is pretty magnificent, um, oh, I can't tell you or share with you all the cuts that go into that, but I can say that uh, that, that it's really 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 good. But um, yeah, we 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 we're really trying to take everything up a notch and, and create the best experience we can with our processing and, and the quality of our meat.
3: Very nice. I want nice.
0: to see a picture of your Delmonico.
1: We, you know, interesting enough, those are probably one of the things we can't keep enough of, but I've got some um, that I think would uh, be pretty fascinating. So, uh, so I'll shoot you some shots over that stuff.
0: Oh, that thing. The Delmonico is just a beautiful cut of meat.
1: It really is. A lot of of people take those Delmonicos for granted, Uh, but buddy, they're, they're very nice. Very nice. That's why we started offering them uh, this year more than we did last year in our processing piece. Uh, they seem to be a crowd favorite. I bought a sear box just. I got a fifteen
0: hundred degree sear box just for Delmonico's. Yeah, and yeah, that,
3: that's the
1: only way to cook those. That's the only way to cook.
3: It those. is now talk about the most, for our listeners who don't know what a Delmonico is. Tell them what to explain a Delmonico <laughs> cut. Some people refer.
0: Some people refer to it as almost like a tomahawk. Um, it's rib. What's a ribeye?
3: You're muted. Oh. Sounds muted. I mean, Prentice is mm-hmm. muted.
1: You muted yourself. Sorry. I got <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Delmonico itself <clears throat> is somewhat of, it, they call it the same thing as a ribeye. Um, but it's really, it's really not, it's just a, uh, it's, it's just a marbling effect of the the portion of the ribeye. Um, but the, but the texture of it, depending on uh, the thickness of it can be very similar to a great strip steak. Uh, Oh yeah. Strips are typically firm and and pretty flavorful, pretty satisfying, but depending on the cooking process of the Delmonico, you can, you can actually tenderize the meat. Or have a tender steak very much like a real
0: and they're usually in the larger portions. I think they're like three quarter pound and up.
1: Yeah, you- yeah. Most of ours typically stay at the inch and a quarter. It gives you a pretty much a, a three quarter plus. Uh, it's a bigger, bigger, wider steak. Yeah, Trim, narrow steak. So the marbling and the fat content and the marbling oh. effect throughout that. Um, really, really gives you a real interesting cut. But, you know, It doesn't have a large fat cap, and a no. lot of our meat doesn't have a tremendous amount of fat uh, because our finishing and our feeding process prevents us from having all that bad stuff, but gives it just enough give it to, to, to give the flavor profile what it is uh, and give the tenderness what it is. So. That's one of the few cuts
0: I will only do salt and pepper on A good, good, fresh ground pepper, pink Himalayan sea salt. I'll get that sear box 1,500 degrees and lay that sucker on. And you could watch the color change shift up and down, reaching the center. And you know it's not very long. Then you flip it over and hit it on a fresh spot of the sear box so you can get this reverse here on the other side. And you can cook that whole thing in, well, in my box, it'll do a, a one pound, a pound to a pound and a half Delmonico in about two and a half, three minutes.
1: Yeah, and wow. It doesn't doesn't amazing. take long, uh, but, you know, being cut so close, you know, the, the Delmonico specific, the specific term is that it's cut off the three to first three to four inches of the chuck. Yeah. Um, but be, being that close to the end of the chuck, um, it just doesn't take long to prepare those. Now, full disclosure, you can grill these or smoke these any way you want to. Okay. You don't have to just sear them. Um, you know, there's, there's a multitude of ways to cook these, but they are a fantastic cut of meat. And people do take them for granted because, you know, some people might say, well, they're as close to a chuck steak as, as they are to a ribeye. They're all two different or they're all different cuts of meat, you know, and it's all in yep. the preparation um, as well. But yeah, you can you can certainly get a very good flavorful steak.
0: Because uh, we even take those and we'll take a big cast iron pan and you build a coal pile and turn your cast iron upside down as long as it's clean, set it over the top, butter and garlic, it for a nice Surface salt and pepper that thing. Open fire on a on the bottom side of a cast iron,
1: mm.
0: and oh yeah, again, you it's put changing. a drop of that on your forehead. Your tongue will beat your brains out to get to it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got a lot of no uh, a lot of hunters that listen to the show. They like to go out and and process their own meats, whether it's venison or. We're talking or squirrel or a rabbit or birds, pheasants, um, and me being less experienced with the the processing side of that meat, I always take it to a meat processor. So I'll have somebody else process everything for me. But uh, it's something that I'm wanting to get more into is is being able to process and butcher my own. Um, my own meats when I kill them, I'll harvest them, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, <laughs> but this book I found out, it even goes through the process of, of processing too. Not only deer, but it's got, you know, how to, how to field dress squirrels and rabbits and, um, uh, the, the birds too, birds and small game. Uh, Oh hell it's step by step I don't know I was trying to find the year on this book it's an older book um but there's no there's no like published date on it or anything so I mean you don't you don't really see that much anymore but yeah it's a good book I found that this is a good book have you guys run across any good good recipe books or maybe a website or something like that 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 you like to go to is kind of your go to
1: I'm just, I, typically, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a fill you out kind of guy. I mean, I have fallbacks that I go to all the time at, at, in, in our family cooking. I'm sure ton does too, but
3: yeah.
1: uh, I'm certainly not opposed to trying new things. If I'm in, if I'm in the, the mindset of wanting to create something different or get an idea about something, I'll typically YouTube it or Google it or hear it from somebody and then I'll put my own twist on it to see if it's good or bad and, Sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's not so great, but, yeah. uh, I don't have a direct go-to, uh, but, but I just love all things. Meat just happens to be beef is, is, uh, is, is, the topic of today. but it's a wild game. Uh, you know, um, I mean, we do a lot of upland bird hunting, so we, we smoke a lot of that or fry some of that, um, you know, squirrel, rabbit. Are uh, you, are you Minnesota. dressing,
3: field dressing and butchering your own birds too? processing them? Yourself? a
1: lot of th- Yes and no. So a lot of times when we go on a hunt, uh, typically our guide as part of the process has been that they'll field dress them for us right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have been known to take our birds fresh and post up that afternoon and have a nice, uh, have a nice smoking or grill session or a nice meal after a hunt. Um, but if we go on a traditional dove hunt or a uh, deer hunt, do you duck hunt? Um, I don't duck hunt a lot. Deer uh, duck hunt is uh, <laughs> a little too cold for me. Uh, but but the thing about duck that that uh, I do like, I mean, it's a very flavorful meat. But one of the things about duck that's that's you know caution on the, on the side of caution is you can mess up duck really really quick because you have to prepare that at a mid at a mid rare max in terms of finishing your, your meat, um, because it's it, it, it can get bad real quick and get out of hand real quick. So I'm yeah. not specifically the best uh, meat preparer when it comes to duck, but I have had some, and wow, it's really good. People need to
0: realize when you remove meat from a grill, it's still cooking. It doesn't just mean, oh, I pulled the steaks or the hamburgers or whatever you pulled off the grill it still will sit there and cook for a few minutes. It doesn't just magically turn off like your gas stove. That was a mistake
3: I made in my early cooking days was, is uh, it's like I took it off at, you know, the right amount of time, but then, you know, you let it sit there for another five, 10 minutes and it continues to cook and it's past the, that perfection. Let it rest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Always. And, And the purpose of letting it rest is a, so it can continue to cook. And you don't want to do this while it's wrapped up, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just asking for shoe leather at this point. But you know, let it, let it, let it marinate in its own flavor. Let it rest so that it will continue to cook. <clears throat> and I always recommend anywhere between ten to fifteen minutes, depending on what cut you've got uh, and what you're, what the process that you're either grilling or smoking. But um, yeah, it's going to cook, so you're going to want to pull it off a little bit early. And this is just trial and error too, based in, based off of you know your experience. And you know, one of my favorite meals to prepare, which is very simple, is uh, I love a bacon weave wrapped tenderloin, beef tenderloin. So I mean, you just said um, bacon, so
3: that's. Yeah,
1: bacon, bacon weave wrapped, bacon, uh, tenderloin, and I'll cut those into uh, fillets <clears throat> after it's complete. But, you know, part of that process of cooking that properly is ensuring that you let, allow that thing to sit long enough. But, you know, always pull it off early and, and make sure that, uh, that we're not overcooking that because that's a very delicate piece of meat as well. Yeah. But, uh,
5: Introducing our new belly band holster. Whether you're hitting the gym or running a quick errand, our belly band is one of the most comfortable and safest ways to carry your firearm. The center section allows you to carry most common pistols. Left or right-handed, this has you covered. A hard laminate trigger shield protects the firearms trigger from unwanted intrusion, giving you ease of mind while carrying everyday. Two elastic sleeves give you the flexibility to carry other everyday items. Such as spare mats, flashlight, knife, or pepper spray. Two zippered pockets run on both sides, offering the option to carry smaller items such as money, cards, or keys. Flush fit on your lower back or waist, easily keeping your setup discreet no matter how you choose to carry. Utilizing 3D spacer mesh, these channels allow for exceptional and efficient airflow, giving you maximum comfort and keeping you cool. Carry whenever you want, how you want with our new belly band holster, available now.
3: Another process that people overlook is the storage of your, of your meat. You know, when you get, you know, you that half cow from Prentice and put it in the freezer, you know, there's, there's proper ways that you want to store that also. So talk about how you guys go about um, preparing your meat for long-term storage.
1: So basically all of our meat is flash frozen. Once it's vacuum sealed, processed and vacuum sealed, it's flash frozen. Um, The purpose for that is to ensure that you keep 100% or the majority of your flavor profile over the longevity of your storage. It's not uncommon for people to buy a portion of a cow and utilize that portion throughout a year or even a little longer. Now, there's some people that will tell you and argue against the fact that you lose a lot of flavor profile after 12 months of storage, yada, yada, yada. I will tend to disagree with this, and I can only tend to disagree with this based off of one case study. I have eaten my own cuts over 12 months and have, have experienced zero uh, loss in flavor profile based off of the way that I prepare my meat. So the idea here is is if you buy a quarter or you buy a half or you buy an eighth or you buy a whole, don't get in a rush to have to run through this beef uh, or think that your beef is going to go bad. Space it out based off of the time that you allocate to, to utilize this and, and use it accordingly. Uh, it's, not, it's not uncommon for people to go 6, eight, nine, 10, 12 months with a whole beef or a half a beef or whatever that is. That will stay as long as your freezer is set to a zero degree or even less if your freezer will get there, okay, and you are storing that beef at that temperature, you're not gonna lose that flavor profile based off of the flash frozenness that we start out with to where you are. Uh, same thing with our shipping process. You know, when we ship from here, wherever we're shipping it out to, nine times out of 10, your beef is still going to be frozen, mm-hmm. and you get it, um, and it's going to be rock hard as part of that part of that flash frozen process. And you can just take it right back in the freezer. If it is to, if sweating a little bit, it's okay. It's not. It's the internal pieces of that meat uh, that that you have to be con, concerned with, not not necessarily it sweating or or whatever. Um, but it just needs to be stored properly. You need to have it in a in a freezer that is actually a really good chest freezer or kitchen freezer that has a temperature setting where you can set this on the lowest temperature and just let it rest. It will be good.
0: There you go. 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, When you're packaging your meat, if you're processing yourself, remember air is your enemy.
3: (laughs) You want to get the air out. Yeah. Get the air out. Yeah.
1: It's the killer of all meats before you ever get to eat it.
0: Yeah. And I've been in this debate many times with people that say, Oh, you don't freeze it. It ruins the flavor profile. I said, how would you know you're sitting there chewing down a red man plug and you have no taste buds left? I can taste the difference. Bring me
3: the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me the ketchup. So yeah, there it. there are different ways that you can store your and you know, the beef and the wild game. I'm talking wild game, uh, particular here. Um if you use a plastic bag. You want to place a Ziploc plastic freezer bag in a cake pan, then arrange the pieces in the bag. The bag should lie on its side in the pan. Add water to completely cover the pieces of game. Squeeze out all the air and seal the top of the bag. Set the pan in the freezer. Butcher wrap the frozen bag with freezer uh, paper. This keeps it from ripping or puncturing, which could open the meat to the freezer burn. You don't want freezer burn. You guys heard of that? No. Heard of that process
0: before? Yeah, that's a long way to go. That's a long road that's to hoe. You just way, get yourself.
3: That's one way to do it. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, because back before we could afford a good vacuum sealer, you'd go get the heavy duty Ziploc bags, mm-hmm. five gallon bucket, put your meat inside the bag, drop it down, seal it. Pushes out the air. You don't have cake pan wrapping butcher paper. If you package it correctly, you're not going to puncture it in your fridge. If you're tossing shit in your freezer and having like a play date with your kids inside your freezer, it's going of something's going to break. The idea is before you put it in your freezer, make sure your packaging is dry, not dripping wet. Because the second you get little ice crystals and everything else, and you're slamming shit around, there's a problem. The other problem you have with puncturing bags is, let's say you pick up a box of ice cream or whatever, the ice cream cones or something, and you toss the bag into your freezer with all your meat and you tear one of the, the little plastic bags, Ziploc, is going to now you've got to, okay, either repackage it immediately or cook it. It's all about how well you take care of your stuff. If it's packaged correctly air is removed the vacuum seal is highly recommended you can get them really cheap nowadays under 50 bucks yeah and so in other words the can,
3: plastic wrap you use the plastic wrap and you wrap your yeah. your uh, meat in that and the plaster you do it two or three times and then you do the butcher paper over that and that works that works good yeah there's and, there's
1: and I think going off of that too is you know if, if somebody wants to tackle this process, by all means tackle this process. Um, there's a lot of time, tools, equipment, and, and everything that's needed to do it and do it properly. Uh, so I don't want to di- I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it. It's not something that I do, but uh, but but you know understand that, that there are tools and, and things out there to make it a lot easier. But if you don't have the funds or don't have the necessary means to get that now, look at the old school ways of doing this uh, and just as Ton said, just keep it simple. It will work. It's just a manner of which you do it and your storage again is, is truly, truly effective too. In all of our storage process, we use bins. And the bins are all categorized. They're all set up. Stakes and everything are laid in. They're not thrown in. They're all laid in. They're stacked in. We use very thick uh, vacuum sealed bags to prevent any penetration or any scraping of any sort uh, just to ensure that we don't get the, the very things that Ton was just talking about. So we've been down this road before, and these are just things that we've learned from in that process.
3: Yeah. and And then, you know, there's a certain amount of time you know, that you want to keep something frozen. And what's good about this book is it's got a little chart and for the type of meat, the wrapping method, it tells you about the maximum storage time that you should be looking at. So for big game roast with a standard butcher wrap, 10 months is what they're saying. That's All right. Yeah. Big game yes, steak, sir. standard no. butcher wrap, eight months, big game ribs, no. foil wrap five months. Big game organs, standard butcher wrap, four months. If you water pack them, six months. So you get a little extra storage time if you if you uh, water pack them. Uh, and then it goes through. There's, a, there's other cuts of upland birds, standard butcher wrap, eight months. If you do a water pack, you can get a year out of it. So uh, this is a great little book that I found. Actually, uh, this was given to me by my... Uh, sister-in-law, she found it at a yard sale. And I wish I could find the year on this. I don't know what the year is on it. There's no year in this book whatsoever. But it's called, What's the book called? It's called Dressing and Cooking Wild Game, The Hunting and Fishing Library. Uh, special, let's see, text by somebody, recipes by Annette and Lois Bignami, Joan Cone, Bill Joe Cross, George and Catherine Halaszon, Teresa Marone, and Jim Schneider, are who contributed all these tasty recipes here. Uh, and you know,
1: just as a just as a just as a thought too, <clears throat> Chef Lefty. Um, yes, Chef. You know, any, anybody that has any questions or thoughts or concerns about new recipes or cooking techniques or cooking ideas. Uh, you know we're going to be we're going to be adding a lot of that here uh, very short to the website based off of things that, that's in our family or stuff that we've done over the years, uh, or even if we haven't done it or even if we haven't posted it yet. If you may any questions, concerns, or whatever, reach out to us. Uh, I'm always anxious to hear what other people are doing, what they have to say, or if they're hung or they've got questions about things. Uh, man, I'm always up for a challenge and certainly always up for some new ideas. Because uh, I love to cook, I know Tun loves to cook. I know Lefty, you like to cook. I do. Um, there, there's really no right way. I'm getting better way. at it.
3: I'm not the greatest, but I'm getting better at it. And you know, Tun's hey, giving it's, me tons—literally tons. Nobody, nobody's born a great chef.
1: We all got to do be. I don't know. I think my mom
3: weird. was. She's she's excellent. <laughs> nobody can cook better than my mom. She, well, Mama's having a way great, of doing that. Great recipes, but you know, speaking of questions and comments and. All that. We made a post prior to this show. And uh, again, I apologize for the short notice on it, but uh, the ones that have participated uh, so far, they're going to be eligible for Apprentice. Uh, what are we giving away today with, from Whiskey River Beef?
1: Well, you know what? Let's give away a little bit of something, something. A little so something, how something. About a nice, how, about, how about a nice little steak pack? For these guys, that, Dan.
0: Let me go post a question real quick. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put together a little winner pack for somebody. Uh, winner, W-I-N-N-E-R. Yep. Uh, we'll include a little uh, little steak pack for you guys to uh, okay to, to try. Yeah, let's do it, dude.
3: That. Okay, I thought that we were just it. I has we were just... a
0: five star rating. It's a excellent cooking book. book. Yeah, that book you have has a five star rating. Did
3: you find it on Amazon?
0: I found it all over the internet. They actually have a newer updated version oh, okay. that was originally published 1999 release date, hard cover. Yeah, they've got a few of them. And Nice. It is really well done. Yeah. She has a lot of wild game
3: books. Yeah, it's Wow. Like I said, I'm very I'm very impressed with this and the I've tried a few of the recipes and they've all been excellent so far. You know, even with me cooking them. So but yeah, I thought we were gonna give away like a hat or shirt. So you have upped the game already.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's throw, let's throw a little, let's throw a little, uh, little snack pack. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll do the apparel giveaway uh, next go around.
3: Okay, we'll do that next go around. Uh, so we'll start off, and I'll just take the first one here. Flood munitions. My favorite way to cook a steak is to sear it on buttered cast iron two minutes each side, then place in the oven for a few more minutes and let's sit on counter for five to eight minutes. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> What's your favorite way to cook a steak, Ton? Let's say a ribeye. Well, let's go with ribeye. Ribeye? Yeah, let's, let's go with a rib Because different mm. cuts, You want to cut them different ways sometimes.
0: Ribeye, I like to throw in the sure box. It's really quick. Um, don't like the meat to get too hot. I prefer more on the rare side. I want to taste what I'm eating. It's almost uh, what they call uh, black and blue or Pittsburgh style, heavy peppercorn, uh,
3: That's the way light
0: like salt, it. and enjoy the flavor. Yeah, it's juicy. Yeah, sometimes if you add too much butter and too much garlic, it over butter's not so bad. Garlic can you can actually overpower a meat with too much garlic. It's you you can ruin the flavor really quick with garlic.
3: Yep. I haven't yet, but I'll take your word for it. Pacific Northwesterner, I like using homemade peanut sauce on everything. Everything? It's easy to make, too. Take a tablespoon or two of peanut butter and put it in a bowl. Is there a certain brand of peanut butter? Because all peanut butter wasn't created equal, ton.
1: No, it's not. No. <laughs>
3: Add about three ounces of warm water and stir until the peanut butter has a consistency like paste. Now add half ounce soy sauce, half ounce sesame oil, and sriracha to taste. Mix these all together very well. Now you're done, but you can add things like chopped peanuts and cilantro if you're extra fancy.
1: This adds a a little bit of Asian zing to it. I like that.
3: Yeah, a little peanut sauce. You you ever been to, what's that restaurant? It has the <laughs> lettuce wraps. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, there's a lot of those restaurants around here. Yeah, with the original one. Who was that? I can't remember the name of that restaurant. It was an Asian no. restaurant. They got one in Franklin that they used to anyway. Yeah. Um, but they had a little peanut sauce that was really good. Uh, I'm not big into the, into peanut butter other than on a sandwich. <laughs> I don't like peanut butter flavored like cookies or, you know, stuff like that. But I do love peanut butter, just like. On a sandwich. Um, And I'm not real big on the peanut sauce, but that sounds pretty good. I I think I would probably put that on. What kind of cut would you put that on? Would you put peanut sauce on any cut of beef?
1: You know, you you can always try something on the tri tip side or something on a, uh, you know, something a little bit leaner. Um, I have seen some of that in the past. I haven't tried it, but I've seen some of it in the past, so you can try that.
0: Actually, I do know when people are cooking uh like a beef tataki style, um I have seen them use the uh, the peanut the peanut paste because you're already frying, it's a quick sear in uh, peanut oil, sesame seed oil, ginger, lemon juice, scallions and
3: Really, really me. hot,
0: really, really quick. You meant to have a, a fried outside, raw center, and then I've seen them use the peanut uh, paste with that. It's the beef tataki.
3: And what's tataki?
0: Dude, I can barely speak English.
3: Tataki. All I know, <laughs> that sounds Asian All I know,
0: It's a really thin slice of beef that is, it's fried it's in a pan of oil, yeah. The and it's less than a minute, and you flip it so it's cooked all around the outside, and the center is rare. Then when you slice it, you let the you put it in a bath with same thing: sesame seed oil, peanut oil, ginger, uh, lime juice, and it's cured or s- kind of like cured inside the. The juice, the like almost a bath, yeah. And then they will just add it. the peanut paste to it. Just soak it, okay. It is
1: freaking delicious. I got pictures on my
0: Instagram. Eighty-seven a term-
3: has. Uh, oh, go ahead, Prince. Gonna go no, I was going to
1: say just to top the tataki is like a. A lot of times people use a, a round or a fillet mm-hmm. in that, and they cut it really thin. It's a Japanese style of cooking, uh, almost like a um, hot pot style of cooking. For, per se, so that's where the peanut sauce, or that's where the that that style of sauce would come into play, yeah. uh, whether it's ponzu sauce or whether it's peanut sauce or whatever. But typically, it's just dropped in for a minute or two. It's flip flopped around, then you just pull it out of the pot and, yeah. and fresh. And typically, it's going to be either rare, mid rare, but it's going to have a little a little bit of a crisp on the outside. But they typically slice it really, really thin to to be able to cook it that fast, and then. Because when you cook it, you want to eat it. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It's
3: good. Good, good stuff. Um, so when I posted this, I asked for your recipes or if you had any, like, cooking hacks or anything like that, you know, shortcuts, you know, kind of things like that. rn says, my favorite hack is to let others do the cooking. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a good one. can I disagree, but hey. Yeah. Well, uh, Tun Jones official says, what size shirts do you have Prentice for at Whiskey River Life? <laughs> <laughs> we got them from, we do got everything have... from a
1: sexy small to however big you want to go, buddy. Perfect.
3: Perfect. You got a 4X in there? Absolutely we do. Yes. fit a cow. All right. Esam 87's got a couple here. He says, <laughs> my favorite way to do a ribeye is to smoke it at 225 for one hour. Then sear on a screaming hot skillet for 60 seconds per side. Perfect medium rare every time. Season it before mm-hmm. the smoke however you like. My man, yes.
1: Smoking a ribeye? Oh. Smoking a pancake? To cook a, to cook a ribeye.
3: Smoking a pancake. And then he says for prime rib, I take 20-pound prime rib, uh, cut the bone off, cover with horseradish mustard, Coat in kosher salt and Kinder's brand prime rib rub. Tie the bones back. Smoke at 225 for five hours. Pull it off. Cut the ribs off. Let it rest for 30 minutes. While resting, turn smoker temp as high as it'll go, 450-ish. After 30 minutes, rest, place the roast and bones back on the smoker separately for 15 minutes. This gives it the sear come out perfect every time.
0: I have seen that YouTube video and it's on Pinterest that has been around. I have people have been sending me that video of that chef doing that for about seven years now.
3: And you haven't tried it's it. Not
1: a bad way. It's not a bad way. No, it's not a bad way. I'm just,
0: I don't like removing the bone it's from the meat. A lot of work. That's man. you. You've just killed the purpose behind it. And I, they, they, I first saw that video of them doing that. They're all oh, cut the bone off, then pack all your herbs in between, then tie it back on.
3: Yeah. I don't think I like anybody enough, well enough to do that much work. For That's a lot time.
1: of skilled work it for is. a piece of meat. Yeah. It really, really is. But it, it, it's, if you have the time. Well, you yet. saw,
0: you saw my rib roast, the yeah. one I posted that all the flavor in the world. If you cook it right, you don't need to remove the bone and put it back on. No. no.
3: Yeah, the bone I mean, it gives, it some, it gives it some
0: character. It gives yeah. it the flavor, a lot of the flavor, it, it, and it's it goes back to the recipes. If you're making your recipe complicated to act like you're a chef, be a chef in your own mind. Leave everybody else alone. You don't need 700 ingredients to make a flat iron steak taste good.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
0: It, it. I just don't get it sometimes.
3: So what about what about some hacks? Maybe some shortcuts or or cooking hacks. Maybe you know sauce wise, maybe you know making a, a flavorful sauce or something along those lines. What do you guys? What do you uh, guys recommend? Uh,
0: really, one of my favorite hacks, and people are going to crucify me on this one, is a sous vide.
3: Oh, sous V's not a hack. That's just, that's just awesome. Oh, that's
0: awesome. You can, people get so pissed because I can set the water temperature, vacuum seal it, drop it in, let the steak get to exactly the temperature I want and hold it there for as long as I want. So I know it's breaking down perfectly. Break out that sear box 10, 15 seconds. It's at 1500 degrees, pull it out. It's ready to serve. I can start it from my phone while I'm at work and know when I get home, all I got to do is slice open that package. Yeah. Bam, share, share, and we're ready to eat.
1: They it are. Has become, it's become a really, really unique way of preparing steaks, but I don't hate it. I don't do it a lot, but I don't hate it. I actually like it a lot.
3: Yeah. It is. We had some when we went to the Iraq vet shoot. We stayed at uh, this guy's cabin and. Um, he had a sous vide and we sous vide the steaks and man, they were so tender and delicious. It is. And, and here's the hack. But, but we, we sous vide and then, then we smoked them. Oh yeah. Put them on the smoker yeah. after we sous vide it.
1: Take a little flavor. in. Yeah. Here's
0: a fun thing. If you have a sous vide, take your chili, make your chili the standard way everybody always does. Put it in vacuum seal bags, vacuum seal it, and you could store it for as long as you want or you just take it, and when we're ready to eat, I'll drop it in the sous vide and warm it up and cook it in there. It breaks it down to that perfect like chili dog, the little itty-bitty bits that you like, and it's it's a different texture of chili, and it makes all the flavors meld together mm. perfect.
3: That would be good. I'd try that. Oh, the great thing about and the, SUV the record, is, and let the
1: record state, let the record state, chili in Texas does not have beans, folks.
0: No, that's bean stew.
3: There's well, no Yankee nuggets is, in it.
1: But chili everywhere else around the world has beans. But Guess Texas, what? Guess what?
3: That's not chili. <laughs> that's <laughs> Yankee nuggets. You don't put
0: Yankee nuggets in chili.
1: That's right. That is chili. That is chili. I do it both ways. I do Texas style, and then I'll do yeah. Tennessee style. <laughs>
0: Yankee
3: nuggets. I always grew up. Chili's we had beans, you know, beans and beef and beans too. And whatever, but um,
4: beans the thing it's about nice. the
3: sous vide is that you you can't overcook a steak with a sous vide. It stays the exact same temperature. Whatever you it'll hold. Get, whatever it'll hold that temperature. So you can leave it in there. You know, you can go. Oh shit! I forgot about my my steak in the sous vide, it's not going to overcook it. It's going to keep you it can oh,
0: You can. It took me – I actually did a test because I was bored as hell. I put in a steak, and I let it sous vide for 48 hours.
3: No way. Wow. And I was like – it was a
0: half-pound steak. You're like, this thing's going to be rubber. I picked up. The whole thing I could just pull apart with my fingers. I was like, oh. Because I did sear it afterwards, throw it in the sear box. Yeah. It was so – tender and melt apart. It was almost weird because you could have gummed it and still digested it. It was so tender. <laughs>
3: it
0: will render and break down everything. <laughs> Just my, a heads
3: up. My favorite way to cook yard bird uh, is in a crock pot. Chicken has never been so tender than when you cook it in a crock pot. That's my, that's my go-to way to cook chicken nowadays is put it in a crock pot.
1: And do you have a crock nothing, pot condom? Nothing worse than a dry chicken breast or a dry turkey breast, man. Yeah. I mean, it just
3: it. I've done it about it, 10 times now and it's come out and I've used different brands of chicken and different cuts of chicken and they all come out perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like the crock pot condoms. You put it in there so you don't ever have to clean it up so I don't get yelled at.
1: Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. Mine, mine's
3: mine got a coating on it. That it doesn't, it's like a nonstick. It's like ceramic I don't know. That's still too much work. It doesn't this <laughs> is,
0: this is a crock pot condom you put the bag in, put all your stuff in, cover the lid, cook it, when you're done, dump it out, throw it in the trash, oh. your crock pot's still clean. Amen.
3: There you, go. there you go. Um What about any other any other hacks, cooking hacks that you guys have? Maybe a tool or a utensil that that uh, makes your life a lot easier
0: electric salt and pepper grinders
3: ah
1: Amen, brother. Dude,
0: seriously there's rechargeable electric salt and pepper grinders for 30 bucks on Amazon I can be prepping cooking pick it up hit the button
3: oh yeah how many of these did Dude. you get for Christmas this year take I those Christmas none. Amazon cards and and up your your chef game get you Dude. one of those what's the thermometer the meters get you the a meter? meter.
1: Yes, meter.
3: Get you an electric pepper salt grinder. Salt
0: and pepper grinder. They're rechargeable. And it's the bit you can set your grind, hit the button. So I have one for salt, one for pepper, one for dried onions, I have one for uh
3: garlic. I'm getting one of those as soon as we get off here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing.
3: Yeah. That's life my, is easy. That's on my shop list right there, definitely. <laughs> I love oh,
0: that. and this random Actual thing I picked up from the kids' school give the the kids come home with these little pamphlets. Buy this, buy this. Uh-huh. It is a stand you set on your butcher block or on the counter, and you clip in your Ziploc bag or your uh, food sealer bag, and it holds your bag open and upright while you fill it. Huh? It is the What's most amazing
3: thing. What's it called? It was like,
0: uh, let me see. uh Bought it off the kids on their thing. Uh, let's see. Of so, course, I'm probably way overpaid because it was a school fundraiser.
3: Probably. But hey, it went to a good cause. No. At least it wasn't for the uh, Pomona American Legion. Yeah. Oh. oh there wow. it is.
0: Ziploc bag holder. The baggy rack. Baggy rack. <laughs> baggy rack. Here. I am sending you
3: in the link I'll pull that up copy
0: this is amazing they're all over Amazon damn I overpaid I paid that much for one let <laughs> they screw you in the drive-through
3: <laughs> wow baggy rack holder for food prep bag plastic freezer bag Ziploc. This is a four pack for ten dollar. Yep, four pack for ten
0: dollar. It is a game changer. Hold your ziploc bags, hold your food sealer bags. Instead of trying to one hand it, <laughs> nope, put that sucker on. My wife laughs because I, she's. I use that all the damn time.
3: Will it uh, do different size bags?
0: Oh yeah, it's the adjustable. arms extend.
3: Oh, so sandwich here, bag all the way to a gallon. So you see these little um. These little packs. This is a hack. This is a cheat right here. Um, so, like for your marinades, or you know, you want to put a rub on your steaks. A lot of times, I'll just get these pre-made, like grill mates, or even soup mix. You know, those French onions that soup mixes. That you can oh, use yeah, for everything. I use that French onion soup mix for everything too. I put that on on just about everything. That stuff's so good. I'll get like just a thing of sour cream. And I'll put that mix in there and I'll make my own French onion dip. dip. And it's a lot better than you can get those, those pre-made ones. Oh, hell yeah. So much more flavor um, in that. But yeah, I'll put it on, I'll do rubs and stuff with it too. I Like the chicken that I've been telling you, I've been using that. But there's different flavors. There's like a vegetable one that you can get. There's the French onion, there's the mushroom um, soup. And they're inexpensive. You get the off-brand and they're like, You know, you get them for like 79 cents, get a pack of like three of them or something. Very inexpensive, but it definitely will add a kick to whatever you're cooking.
0: And it's, my wife laughs. I'll go in there and I'll hit the seasoning aisle and pick up random packs. Like, oh, this is on sale.
3: Yeah. Get a couple
0: things of chili mix. Get a couple things of soup mix. Spaghetti. And she'll, she'll, it can be the most random day. I wish we had this. I said, hold on, let me go. Bam. So, out of everything that's organized, it's your gun room and the seasonings. One hundred percent.
3: There's this one. I think it's Pioneer is the name of the company. That's just it's a they make so those sauce packs and they make a, yeah. a gravy. Yep. Pioneer pepper gravy. They've got a sausage bacon gravy. They've got a bacon pepper. Yep. Flavor out now and and it, when yeah. I cook Alfredo, when I make uh, like chicken Alfredo or something. I'll, I'll have my base Alfredo sauce, but I'll add that smoky bacon in with it.
0: Ooh. Oh
3: my god, it's so good!
0: Yeah, the bad thing is, I I can picture the label. It's that cream label with the blue pioneer across the front. Yeah, the ribbon
3: pioneer. Yeah, but they're yep. they're famous for the pepper gravy, the white pepper gravy, pepper mix. gravy. Um, but they that's buy, the good stuff. They have a bacon one out now too. It's hard to get around here. And every time I see it, I'll grab, you know, four or five of them. Not as cheap as your normal; they're like a dollar nineteen or something a pack. But uh, it's well worth it. Well, well worth it. That those are my hacks.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: smoky bacon! See, you can Amazon that.
3: Oh, you can get it at Amazon. I've never thought about getting it. On Holy
0: crap! It's expensive on Amazon.
3: How much is it on Amazon?
0: Oh, it's a twelve pack for thirteen bucks. Yeah, forty so, so yeah.
3: That's
0: a pack. That's not bad. That's not bad. I didn't realize they're twelve packs. They in twelve packs. Ooh, this could be interesting.
3: Hey, you you will use all twelve of those packs, trust me. They oh yeah. They There's my pepper gravy. <laughs> I haven't tried the the sausage, the sausage one yet. The bacon's just the bomb. You make
0: the sausage. If you're making white gravy, you make one thing of pepper and one thing of sausage, mix them together, make a big old thing of biscuits and gravy.
3: <laughs> biscuits and...
0: <laughs> Dude, and I cheat because my kids love it. I take make the sausage, biscuits, and gravy, put the so- the gravy inside ice cube trays. Then I take the... After they're frozen, I wrap them inside a biscuit, then cook it. So the all the gravy's inside the biscuit, and I'll actually... Take a scrambled, uh, I take uh, egg mix, and I'm cook it in a sheet, so it's like almost like an omelet sheet. Cut them into squares, put that on there, and take the sausage too, ground sausage, make a little flat, and do that. So you have gravy, egg, sausage, and a little slice of cheese. Put the all that down, and put the ice cube of gravy on top. Wrap that biscuit and seal it tight, then cook it. So they have everything. It's a biscuit bomb biscuit all bomb. In, okay. It is all inside there. So they bite in, it's dripping down their
3: face. They're so happy. You are you should you should open up a restaurant, ton.
0: <laughs> I think Call in, it the
3: and call it the biscuit bomb. The
1: biscuit, but the signature
3: biscuit bomb.
0: Man, Dude, the biscuit what, bomb is the, the best. The we do it with bacon, we could do it with sausage. I've done it
3: with hash browns. Oh my gosh. So Prentice, when we go up, we're gonna expect some Biscuit bombs.
0: Oh, you got to fight Levi, Levi and Cooper. Oh, I'll,
3: I'll give him a bloody nose. <laughs> <laughs> the bad part is he'd love it. I'll, I'll bitch Cooper will just
0: tackle boys. you. He's the ninety-pound <laughs> six-year-old that's built like a linebacker. Levi, he gets medieval. Got to watch him. He'll stab you, little pickle fork.
3: Yeah, I mean those biscuits are worth fighting for. So.
0: Oh yeah, he he. he, he whew.
3: It's any, tough. any more hacks or tips that we can leave with the, the audience before we pick our winner here on for the Whiskey River beef little snack pack package?
0: There's I mean, a lifetime of hacks. We'll do another we'll show. If you guys,
3: Leadheads, if you enjoyed this show and you want to hear more cooking hacks and recipes, um, then email me, talking at gmail.com and we'll do another episode. Is that Jerky? That beef jerky.
0: That's the beef jerky. Whoa, yeah, some jerky
3: right there, baby.
0: Well, actually, that's elk jerky.
3: And did you did you jerky that yourself, or did you? Have yes, a I did.
0: That's uh, I did elk teriyaki and pepper, then axis uh, teriyaki and pepper.
3: So talk about we'll wrap up our recipes and stuff with your recipe on the jerky. So talk about how you which cut of meat you're using and and how you go about the drying process and seasoning process.
0: I cheated. When I go and take down a deer or elk or red stag, I get ground. And with that ground, because my kid's favorite snack is beef jerky, I will take a jerky gun and take that ground, and I marinate it with whatever seasoning I want. Either it's going to be teriyaki or I will mix in black pepper with a little Worcestershire sauce. A little soy sauce for salty.
3: Hey, do me on your next batch. Try that smoky bacon and see
0: if. That Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. Try
3: that. And
0: one. then what I what I'll do is I will actually vacuum seal it and put it in the fridge overnight, so it'll the marinade will sit. The vacuum sealer has a marinade feature. Really sucks it in tight, so all the flavors penetrated in. Then with the raw meat, you put it into little balls and put it in the jerky gun and it lays out these nice little strips. Throw it in the dehydrator, depending on the temperature and outside. It could take anywhere from four to eight hours to dehydrate. And it's one of those things, you open it up, check it. If it's dry and flexible, if it's not super spongy, because super spongy is raw, but if it's, you don't want it breaking. Right. If you've got to the point where the jerky breaks when you bend it, it's overcooked. Yeah. You just want it, yeah. You want it pliable want
1: pliability in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just a little bit of flex. And I'll tell you, Mike Cooper, when he goes to school, we have yeah, what do you want for snack today? He wants a bag of beef jerky. So it is amazing. We do it with all the ground wild game meats. And the kids that is their that's their snack. They love the wild game jerky.
3: There you go. And I'm like starving right now. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, Prince and I are going to go get some whiskey river beef ton. That's right. I'm going over to Prince's house. He's cooking me some, some ground around. I have some burgers. Um, <laughs> Must so for all those that participated, thank you so much for your questions, your recipes, your comments. Uh, again, I apologize for not getting it out sooner, but you know, I can only do what I can do. So for those that participated, uh, I think esom 87 gave some great tips and tricks with his uh, ribeye and the prime rib there. So uh, I think we should do esom 87 as the the winner of the prize pack. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Are you
1: sure?
0: I like the guy that has that logo that left the question.
3: <laughs> he just wanted a shirt. We're not giving away a shirt today, so. <laughs> no, stay. <laughs> So esom 87 email me, talkinglet at gmail.com, and um, I'll put you in touch with Prentice. And if you guys haven't done so yet, go to whiskeyriverbeef.com, and they have a um, mailing list, kind of contact us. Is that what it is, the contact us? That eventually yes, they're gonna, He's working on getting a, a newsletter set up to send out each month. So go ahead and sign up there. And um, let him know you heard about him here on the show, and then of course, go and order uh, some beef from from Whiskey River Beef. Tell them tell them what you got available right now, Prentice.
1: Well, the store the store is full is just about fully stocked. Uh, we're getting orders in quite frequently, so you know people are taking as much as they can right now.
3: First come, first serve. We're
1: in the process of uh, we'll be filling up our local freezers again within the next uh, two weeks. Um, and then again, within another three, probably two weeks to 30 days after that. So we're constantly filling up, uh, as you guys are constantly ordering stuff from us. So thank you for that. But, uh, we're, we're loaded up and if we run out of something, we'll, uh, we'll have some projected dates of uh, when we'll be restocking. So, uh, just let us know if you got anything in particular you want or anything in particular you need. And we'll try
3: to fulfill that as well. Yeah. And are the shirts and the hats available yet? Or are you still working on getting that set up?
1: I uh, should have that available here very soon. Uh, we, we do have a series of, of uh, hoodies, shirts, lightweight hoodies, heavyweight hoodies, uh, T-shirts, uh, and a series of hats that will be coming out first. So we'll uh, we'll be back and, and announce that here very soon.
3: Okay, very good. And in the meantime, you guys want to go ahead and stock up on your beef. Use the code TALKINGLED10, and you get 10% off your order from Whiskey River Beef. Anything there that they've they got in stock and then do you have like a contact us if you're out of something and when it's in stock, you'll, you can notify them or how does that work? They just need to keep an eye uh, on your website.
1: Yeah. Just keep, just keep an eye on it right now. The the store will sh- will show that it's sold out if there's anything in particular. Um, and just, just check back with us about every seven to 10 days, maybe two weeks uh, or just send us a message and say, Hey, here's what I was looking for. Uh, you know, you guys didn't have enough of, can I go ahead and just say, speak for X uh, we'll reach out to you. We'll get a pre-order set up, and we'll hold your spot in line if 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 you so desire. So we're glad to do that too.
3: There you go. And then Ton is uh, getting ready to head out to Shot Show as we're we're talking, and you guys you guys hear this uh, Shot Show will have already been. Oh, will have yes. Already been. And were we going to make an announcement now, or are we going to do it some other time? No. So let's go ahead and. Exclusive here on the Talking Lead Podcast. We've kind of been hinting around about it. Firebird has a new toy out. So tell us what we're looking at there, Ton.
0: This is what we're releasing at SHOT Show. The moderated 50 Firebird Target. It has all the flash, all the smoke, at around 65 decibels.
3: Quiet. We had
0: people asking for a quieter explosion.
3: <laughs> what the hell? Talking about a Karen? Yeah.
0: Well, it's like this. It's the same reason people want suppressors on their rifles. You put all the fancy muzzle brakes and all the fancy gear on there, but there are situations where they want it quieter. And one of the best explanations is there were a group of people at a shooting range bringing new shooters in and trying to get do a training class for new shooters. And they said it was very difficult because they were still, a lot of these young shooters and new shooters were still jumpy, getting used to firearms. And they had some targets blowing up and exploding in the background. And a couple of them were like, oh, no, it's just sensory overload for that moment. Which I get it. Uh, And there's wanted something that was quieter for that. Then we also heard back from people that were long range shooters. They don't need something that's loud. They just need the visual effect of, hey, did I hit my target? Because this is just under two inches. So it's 1.88. So it's sub MOA at 200 yards. They don't need the sound. They just need the signaling device
3: hold that so up Firebird, a, do you have a, a regular size one there too
0: i did but i blew them all up <laughs> way to go
3: way to go i just want to say <laughs> yeah, how it compared to the to the other ones but you're still getting all the the flash and the smoke oh, yeah. you're just not getting the the boom which i don't know yeah, about you I, is... I like a boom with my explosion so
0: well a lot of people love the boom until even out in some rural areas. No,
3: I get it. I get it. I'm just giving you, a hard time. I'm it's,
0: giving you a hard time. It is the, it makes it available to shoot in more areas. Some shooting ranges don't want the loud explosions. Yeah. So you still get all the signaling devices, uh, air gun shooters. And a lot of them want moderated. They moderate their guns because you don't have to get a tax stamp for the air gun.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, moderator. So everybody's shooting moderated as it is, another form of suppressed. So they would like a quieter target because you're all sitting down range. So, so how's this we, compared to your
3: normal target? You said that's 60 dBs. What's a normal target?
0: This is These are about 60, on average, about 65 dB at 25 feet. The standard Firebird target is upwards of 120 plus... Okay. At 25 feet.
3: Okay. So about half.
0: Yeah. Uh, less than half. Yeah. Because uh, our sound meters stop at a certain level for safety so it doesn't blow the inside diaphragm. So we actually get a shut off w- when anything goes above 120 dB.
3: That's what Prentice's girlfriend is wow. worried about. Yeah. Blowing the diaphragm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we designed the moderated 50. And we did some independent testing, and it's actually gone insane. And we will be debuting this. Actually, it debuted here. No one else knows.
3: Yeah. Uh, You heard it here first. We
0: will be taking it to SHOT Show. It'll be in the new product display at SHOT Show. And I designed a display specifically for SHOT Show. You get to see it here. Whoa.
3: So for our video audience, here we go. For a softer, is that supposed to be a video playing?
0: No, it's just a still photo. It's for a softer bang. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Softer bang. That will be on display at the new product uh, display case at SHOT Show.
3: There you go. So am I allowed to release this on Wednesday?
0: yes you are
3: okay so as you guys are hearing this shot show this will be the second day of shot show uh so go to firebird targets uh instagrams and i'm sending evan i'm not going to shot show this year evan's going uh bildo's going to be there representing talking lead so we'll have evan go by talk to to ton and um see if he can't do a video or maybe a live live sucks there but um, so be watching our social medias. Be watching Firebird Targets. Be watching Tons' social media, um, and see all the the shot show coverage. So we're still going to be covering. I'm just not going to be there covering it. So, and I'm not mad about that jealous. Either, so
0: <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a, little You're a little jealous.
3: <laughs> so are you going to Range yep. Day? Will you be at Range Day also? No. Oh my
0: gosh, you should. I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be...
3: Do they allow those at that range, explosions and shit? They do, don't they?
0: No, because another company that's not even a competitor, but another company that makes a mixing compounded uh, reactive target set fire to the range because they were being a bunch of jack wagons.
3: How do you set fire to the desert?
0: (laughs) When you set a uh, reactive target on the ground... And activate it and don't make sure you have a clear target area and you catch the brush on fire and it burns out of control
3: the tumble and weeds.
0: shuts down media day.
3: Mm. I must not have been there for that one. I don't remember that one. Yep. I don't it, that.
0: Yep. When stupid people do stupid things, but there's nothing out everybody there to pays. burn. It's just oh,
3: dirt and sand. I mean, there's a couple of little tumbleweeds <laughs> here and there, but.
0: It is actually a quite complex ecosystem of wildlife.
3: Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And if you burn someone else's property,
0: it's always a bad thing. Well,
3: I hope exactly. you don't get the the crud. You you've been sick, you're a little sick right now, so maybe you've built your immune system enough enough with that that you're not going to get the shot show crud.
0: I got IV fluids yesterday. I called one of the IV mobile IV people, and I am actually feeling a hundred percent better. I still have a sinus thing going on, but it's leaps and bounds better than two days ago. Yeah. And got a day or so left before I depart. There so uh, I am actually pretty good. Somebody
3: else uh, that was, they did a, I saw a, a video they did on Instagram. They were getting an IV preparing for SHOT Show. Uh, he says he does oh, it yeah. every year and he never gets the crud. Um, Ron with, um, um, what's the the grip things that go on the side, that company? Which, Ron? Oh, um, Riker. Riker USA. Oh. Yeah, Riker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ron with with Riker. Good dude. Super good dude.
0: Yep. I get the Super Myers IV pack and a vitamin D shot. There you go.
3: All right. Yeah. There's there's your last recipe of the day. A Myers IV shot with vitamin D. (laughs) There's your life hack right there, Leadhead. So. Uh, until the next episode, again, you know, be watching our social medias for the shot show coverage. I've got some things scheduled with companies after shot to come on and talk about some of the the new releases. We've had a couple of companies like um, like Firebird Targets that are letting you guys know prior to shot show some of their new yeah. stuff. Keltec talked about their new Gen three sub two K. Um, we had that episode with, and Hammer was supposed to be on with us today. He was the big sous vide chef that I was that I was talking about uh, when, when we were at IBA. Where are you?
0: I don't see you. Hello. Yeah, you gotta remind you me. Are.
3: You gotta remind me to switch my things now. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm right here. We were just looking at your big beautiful face, ton.
0: Yeah, that's a whole lot of sexy for that long.
3: But go follow <laughs> us on social media. Uh, subscribe as you're listening to this. If you're not subscribed. Subscribe because there's like 80% of you guys aren't subscribed. You listen, but you aren't subscribed. It helps us with the algorithms. If you subscribe to the podcast, you go and follow us on the Instagrams, the social medias. Follow Ton. Ton is Ton Jones official. Whiskey River Beef is Whiskey River Life, at Whiskey River Life. And then, of course, we're at Talking Lead. Share our posts, like our posts uh, to help us get through the the blacklisting that they do, shadow banning that they do of us there. Uh, The more you like, the more you share, the more you comment, it helps us out. So we greatly appreciate all you lead heads uh, with your participation, and we're going to continue to reward you with giveaways throughout the year from Whiskey River Beef, from Firebird Targets, from Pioneer Arms Corps, our new sponsor of the Talking Lead AK Corner. We're going to be giving away four, at least four, firearms this year on the AK corner. One of those is going to be a PM 63, the hard to get PM 63. And they're all going to be custom made, uh, firearms, whether it's a, an AK, maybe a PPS 43. Um, you better not
0: shadow ban my questions.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> we will, we, everyone will be eligible, but you're going to have to work for these gun giveaways. They're not going to be just make a comment. Of how did you start your company? Kind of shit. You know, that that's not going to fly. There's going to be actual participation. You're going to have to post pictures, videos. Um, uh, you're going to have to go like and subscribe and and all that. And we're going to verify that. So, next episode of the AK Corner, we're going to give you details. So, February's episode, we'll give you details on how to get eligible for those. And, of course, we're we'll going to be giving away stuff every episode of the AK, AK Corner. Uh, so. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a big season for us. It's going to be a big season for you Lead Heads. And, again, you just got to watch. You participate. You listen. And that's how you win here on the Lake Podcast. So until the next episode, Lead Heads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. Yeah, yeah.